uh, we're going to be answering your questions today on the Sauscast Super Chats, but Benect has been amazing. Um, but today's a show that we're going to kind of have a little more audience interaction uh, and do some reactions in addition to the interaction. Um, here's what we have on the agenda today, and then we're just going to get right into this, okay, right into this thing. I'm getting choked up just thinking about what this episode is going to be like. By the way, we're having a 4 o'clock, technically a 420 cocktail. Having tea. You know, per the boss, I'm allowed one drink an afternoon, and this is it. So pour yourself a cocktail, get ready. We're going to learn some stuff today. We're going to help you improve your money, improve your status, get paid, get laid, and do it your way. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for liking the video. But I say this every single time. I just want you to take one thing from each of these episodes and be like, damn, that was gangster ass shit. I'm going to remember that for the next time. Um, so that's what's going on today. Malik, you get the pleasure. I get the pleasure of interacting with you all day, every day in the office. So, you know, people out there, they don't get as much time with you and I. So we're going we're gonna to dedicate this to them. Here's some of the things that we're talking about to today. How to network. I was just speaking at, mm. a, at an event. Some people were good at networking. Some people were not so good at networking. Um, that is something that I'm very confident in saying that I am good at. Uh, I was actually speaking on a panel with Marcus Limonis as the guest speaker. We'll talk about him. CNBC, shout out to them. Um, people are lonelier than ever. Um, we're going to talk about that. Um, we're going to talk about who the actual originator of the red pill is. We're going to talk about how social media is affecting relationships is a 40-year-old single man, no kids, flawed. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't know we're going to talk about that. <laughs> Nat's got some strong feelings about that. Um, uh, should a man commit if a woman submits? Uh, we're going to talk about what a red flag might be. Mm -hmm. uh, if it's an outfit a girl is wearing, we get off that. Uh, we can talk about, um, we're going to play some games. We're going to get some wild money things of the week. Uh, and we're going to talk about just some very interesting topics today. With that being said... Let's get right into today's episode. Before we do, thank you guys for being here. Subscribe, like. Yes. Uh, Nat, before we do, is there anything you want to add? Um, just uh, happy Wednesday. I know we don't do Wednesday show, so thank you everyone joining today. Make sure you guys like the video, share the video, because we are doing it on Wednesday. And uh, give us some chats. Give us some super chats, chats. Uh, we're going to be answering those today. And I'm excited because, Adam, you can give some real value to everyone out here and, and me too. So let's, let's get it. this party started. All right, cool. Malik, before we get going, is there anything you want to add? I know you're kind of more the silent but deadly type, but when you speak, you know, the people world listen. stops. Hmm. Right now, nothing to add. I'm just waiting to see. That's my guy. <laughs> That's why we call like him Malik. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, let's start off with a story right here. Basically, this is how to network like a pro. So I was invited to speak on a panel this week. This past weekend at the Miami real estate event, I said, I don't really, I'm not a real estate guy. I'm a traditional finance guy. They said, it, we want people with alternative asset classes. I said, dope. They said, everybody, um, describe yourself. We'd like you to summarize yourself and what you do. And everybody on the panel said what they did. And I was the last person on the panel. And I said, I'm going to say who I am, not what I do. So if I said what I did, I would say, yes, I used to be in Miami nightlife and then I got into finance and I've been in finance for years and I'm all about save that money and that's great. Now I work at Valuetainment and I uh, host a show and I host a show with PBD and that's what I do. But I, that's not what I said. I said more than anything of what I owe my success to, and this is what I encourage your, more people to do out there, is that I am a very gifted networker. And I understand the concept of networking. If you look at the definition of networking, it is the interaction 
with other people. So what are the keywords there? Action, interacting, the act of getting out of the house, going out there and meeting people and with others, AKA people. So what I always say is that no matter what business you're in, stock market business, real estate business, whether you're in crypto, whether you're in media, whatever in industry you're in, you are in the people business because whatever you do, you have to interact with other people. So uh, I'm at this networking event. I'm sorry, this, this media, I'm sorry, you know, real estate event. And I talk about networking and the power of networking and that anything that I've ever done in my life, whether it's been in nightlife, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the club. What's up? Come on in. Boom, boom, boom. Right. Or whether it's in finance, like I had my job was to go to trade shows and interact with people and collect business cards. It's a lot of shaking hands, pressing palms. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Hey, you know, that kind of a thing. With social media, everything we're doing now, I mean, we have guests coming through the office nonstop. I'm constantly going to dinners with Pat. We're entertaining. But getting along with other people, interacting with other people is the most powerful thing you could possibly do in business. You know, what they say is that people like doing business with people that they like. I'll say it again. People like doing business with people that they like. So you could have the best product in the world, the best pitch. You could be the most technically sound. But if you're annoying... And if people don't like you, if you smell or if just there's a million other cat things that you can kind of categorize in that frame. If that's you, people aren't just going to want to do business with you. I know people that do so well for themselves and they're not very smart. They're not very talented, but they're very likable. Mm. They just have that quality where it's like, I don't know what it is, but I just kind of want to do business with this guy. Mm. I'm constantly seeing that. So that's the concept of networking. So at this event, um, at this networking event, it was very interesting, actually. So we're on this panel. It was great. Shout out to the people on the panel. Shout out to Melissa, who does epic talks in Miami. We're going to do more stuff together. It was awesome. She's a great girl. She's a master networker herself. Mm. She is the number one entrepreneur, a meetup thing in Miami. If you're in Miami, you should check out epic talks, no doubt. Um, so then we do this panel. It was in the afternoon. You were there. I mean, yes. you dropped us off. You're yes. right. And the, the guest speaker, like after we were done with the panel, the final speaker was Marcus Limonis mm. from CNBC with The Prophet. I think we got an image of him. Mm -hmm. So Marcus Limonis, you recognize this guy, he's a total G. And what I remember about him more than anything of what he said, that's cool, um, was his number one gift was understanding people. And he told this story, it was so powerful. He was just being so authentic, this guy Marcus Limonis. And he basically said, everyone put away your phones. We're not, we're not filming any of this. Um, we're not, we're, we're not like, this is just us right now. Okay. So, um, he starts telling this story and like in the middle of his story, he's like, so I just, you know, I just, I cared so much about like the bottom line and money. And it was like, and he starts crying and I'm sitting there in the fucking front row and I'm like, all right, Marcus Lamontis is straight up crying right now. Okay. And he's like, what I realized at the end of the day is that business is all about relationships. It's all about... And I'm like, wow, this dude is straight up crying. Wow. Okay, by the way, if you Google his net worth, I think he's close to a billionaire. He's made a ton of money, and he just got super vulnerable and super real and super transparent. And respect to you, Marcus. There's no video of it, but you know, I'm retelling the story. Um, and it was just so interesting that what he learned is everything that I'm talking about right now, about no matter what business you're in, he's worth 500 million 500 bucks. 500 million. Not so bad. Congratulations, Marcus. And who knows if that, what the actual number is. But mm -hmm. he starts crying and he's basically saying that his number one people is that he can read people and understand people and interact with people. But he used that, he, not saying manipulated, but he used that to his advantage to make money. And what he realized is that at the end of the day, now he's no longer doing the profit on CNBC, is that 
he's all about just understanding people and giving back to people in this room are hugging, they're crying. This lady was talking about that she gave her son up for, or she adopted a kid, she didn't know how to tell him. He was dealing with that. It was like, I'm like, is this a business conference or is this like, is this like a a counseling session? I swear to God, people are crying. And I'm like, just in there, just soaking this all in. Because I'm thinking, all right, I'd love to retell this story. But it was so powerful because this, you know, everyone watching this right now, doesn't matter what business you're in, you're in the people business. Okay. One of the things I love about Pat, his other company is insurance. It's called PHP, people, people helping people. And like Pat doesn't talk about PHP all that often on Valuetainment. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, we are in the people business. And it was so funny how it kind of came full circle. I just talked about Pat, PHP, people helping people, that business. I've always been in the networking and business people. You know, I talk constantly about how the reading the book, how to win friends and influence people. Sometimes rather than reading a new book, I'll just reread that book because mm. it's already made me millions of dollars. So it's like, let me just get better at this. And then I'm speaking on this panel with Marcus Limonis. And here I am. I think he's going to talking about the profit and CNBC. And it just becomes this complete learning session of like interacting with other people crying laughing oh my god and at the end of the day he just said it comes down to relationships and people so i was like all right i do a show where finance meets romance where money meets relationships jackpot this is perfect so all right that's where i'm at on this story right now so um nat yes how you feeling about this your family works for php that's how you know about this you see what we do in the office you're all you're a people person you're a people yes. pleaser when you're hearing the story how are you processing it all um i think there's a lot of uh, value to that you know a lot of the time um i think today especially people in person are a little more awkward because of social media mm-hmm. so those social skills aren't exercised as much um so when you are you know you have someone like that gentleman tell you like from his come up that relationships is the reason why he is where he's at and sometimes that's probably very hard for people to overcome and do um but i think once you master that you're able to be a professional in all areas in Mm -hmm. any business um because at the end of the day your your product is people Mm-hmm. What entrepreneurs do and people do is they start businesses and um, products to help people. So I think mastering that um, is really, really crucial. And I think going to events like that, you know, even though it's probably not like super exciting, like versus like going out and, you know, going out with your friends and all. But I think those are places where you get to exercise those skills that will help your professional life um, in many, many areas. And um yeah, I think speaking in public too, you know, that's also yeah. something very, very important. And speaking in public. Let's talk about speaking in public. Yeah. I, we were talking to our, our friend Nicole over here, pretty girl. She's like, I'm so scared of yeah. speaking in public. And I said, Nicole, that's crazy that you're scared to speak in public. Because yeah. I said, have you ever heard the Jerry Seinfeld bit about um, the fear of speaking in public versus no. the fear of death? So Jerry Seinfeld tells a story. He goes, do you know that the number one fear for people <laughs> is public speaking. I mean, what's the deal yeah. with public speaking? And he goes, do you know, I'm doing my Seinfeld here. He goes, do you know the number two fear is death? <laughs> number two. Very valid. And I go, all right. And he goes, well, do you know what that means? He's like, you'd rather be the person in the casket at the funeral <laughs> oh, than the person delivering the eulogy. Mm. So just wrap your head around that. The next time you're going to try to like say something in public, mm. like we've always seen those. Like you know, I said, the people like, like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm really ner- nervous right now speaking yeah. in, in public. It's like we all see that, bro. Right. 
my friend. Yes. You don't need to announce it. Yeah. I was having actually a conversation with Sheena Sapala the other day about mm. how she was like, every time she spoke, everyone's like, yeah, no, she's not a puppet. She's so scared of speaking. Yeah. I go, well, every time she speaks, she crushes it. And what I said to her is I go, you got to stop saying that you're scared of speaking. Mm -hmm. I said, you're not scared before you go on stage. It's anxiety because you want to do good. Mm -hmm. When I did stand up comedy, I was so anxious before I got on stage. I thought it was nervous. Yeah. But it wasn't nerves. It was just anxiety because you want to get out there and you want to do good. You want to mm -hmm. like show the people I've been practicing on this. So what I'm saying is this is like face your fears. Your comfort zone will kill you. Um, get uncomfortable get comfortable being uncomfortable mm -hmm. and um, public speaking is not as bad as being dead. Yes. So public speaking. So, um, but you were saying some before that. Um, no, I was just going to say like public speaking. I think the best way to do it is like put yourself out there and mm. do it. I told, I was talking to Nicole too and then she said she was nervous. I was like, you just got to keep doing oh, it. That's right. Like keep Nicole. doing it. Put yourself in that position. Like make yourself nervous so that you're used to it. Yeah. You know? And at one point, like, you'll start to feel what you're saying. And I think that moment where you connect what you're feeling to what you're telling people, your message is delivered in a completely different way. People can relate to you in more of a personal way. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you're nervous and that's scary for you, like, keep doing it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's something called hard skills and there's something called soft skills. Um, I would say that my soft skills are very high. Mm. My hard skills are above average. Okay. Meaning, like, I'm pretty good at math. Like, I'm pretty good at, you know, doing my calculations on my deals mm -hmm. and, you know, but like I have an underwriting department or a pricing department or a support staff that's way better at more technical things. Mm. What I would say is what I've learned, especially with like networking, is social dynamics. And social dynamics is, is it, it's, it's not a science, it's an art. Mm. What does that mean? When should you speak? When should you not speak? When should you listen? When should you interject? When should you joke? Oh, Rick, you devil! Like versus like, yes, sir. It's, it makes sense. Like mm -hmm. these type. When to when to pat someone on the back? When to like give a girl a hug? When definitely not to give a girl a hug? Like, you know, like these types of inner dynamics of like, oh, you're at dinner. All right, like let me wait for like the main guy to sit down before I sit down. Mm -hmm. Right? When when to talk and like when to make a joke like these types of things is not a science there's no mm. book that's going to teach you this is now not to be a robot in public but like the the it takes work but it also takes trying to win friends and influence people and understanding the social dynamics it's so important so some people you might have might have like the hard skills or the pedigree or the degrees mm -hmm. right you know how they say like degrees pay fees and skills pay the bills oh. get really good with social dynamics and interacting with others. Like Pat says this before, there's some people that can make millions in sales, but you can make billions being a marketer, okay? Or a networker mm. or a relationship type person. Like there's money in that type of stuff. So, and it's so important. I was actually on a call with um, a buddy on Manect and he was talking about, um, yeah, I'm an introvert, right? I'm an introvert, and but I want to get out there. I want to put myself out there. And I was saying, well, there's three buckets of when you're interacting with others, okay? And this is how I classify people as far as networking goes. There's business. These are business contacts, okay? And then on the right side, these are social contacts. Nightlife, clubs, restaurants, bars, scenes, just like that's totally separate. And very, very few are both. All right, he's my buddy, but we do business together, and there's like, like there's that, that fine line. 
So there's very few of those, but there's a lot of people you do business with and a lot of people you socialize with. And for the most part, keep those things completely separate. Mm. So when you're networking in business, it's intentional for money, for planting seeds, to have more um, referrals, right? More mm-hmm. like things coming your way. That's that's very specific and be very clear. These are people you might not get along with. You might not get a beer with them, but there's you're adding value both ways. Mm. And you label that as a business contact, right? So I have tons of business contacts I have no interest in interacting with. And then I have tons of social friends. Like we go out in South Beach. Like right. how often am I seeing somebody Every, or someone I know? Yeah, everywhere. Like everywhere we go. Yeah, everywhere. It's it's getting to the point where it's like relax. I'm just <laughs> nah, totally nah, kidding. Nah, nah. It's great. But I'm a social creature. I enjoy it. Like, hey, what's up? Let's keep it. But I'm not doing business with any of these people, mm-hmm. nor am I trying. Okay. And obviously, granted, depends on what business you're in, what have you. But I keep these things very separate and i'm very intentional with what i do on the business side of things mm-hmm. and when i'm sending them an email or when i'm following up or when i'm interacting with these people what my request is mm. and the way that i'm interacting with them versus how i'm interacting with friends some people try to do both at what point do you um at what point do you separate the two like when you meet somebody do you automatically put them in your okay i'm gonna do business with you versus the okay i'm gonna do like social activities business with you like Mm -hmm. what point is that cut off for you so um it depends on the setting in which you meet them and what they do so for instance on the people that i do business with they're all in finance they're all in insurance they're all estate planning attorneys they're all lawyers they're all CPAs, they're all insurance agency owners. Got it, check, whatever. Mm-hmm. The people that I'm socializing with are not any of those. Mm-hmm. But do you meet anyone in that side who mm-hmm. maybe you know, like you can see yourself socializing so, with? So, right, that's that third bucket that I was talking about. Oh, okay. So, there's the business context. So, mm-hmm. it's the 80 20 rule 80% of the people are either going to be business stuff or social stuff, separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's 20% in the middle, it might be 10%, whatever it is. That it's like, dude, like I met him at a business conference mm-hmm. and we actually went to a football game the next day. And now we're like kind of homies, but we're doing business. Mm. Those guys are invaluable mm. because they play in both worlds. You can do business with those guys. They can give you referrals. You can make some money with these guys, mm-hmm. but you could also have a good time with these guys. These are th- these are very unique. Mm-hmm. Not many people have these. Yeah, he's my best friend. He's also, I also do business. We make millions of dollars together. No. Yeah. Like there has to be a boundary at some point. No, th- th- those are those people are very unique, and you have to ha- you keep you have to keep those people, you have to hold them to a different standard. They have to hold you to a different standard. The way you interact with them, like the way that I interact with Pat, that I do business, but we're social, we're friends. Mm-hmm. It's a completely different type of relationship of just my homies, right? Or people I do business with. Mm-hmm. It's completely different. Yeah. Right. And there's a handful of people that fall into the same category as Pat, like my friend Keith, mm-hmm. all right, or my friend Mike, or like whoever it is. There's only a handful of them and we have business dinners and business lunches. But I guess the, the question that the, the reason I had this is the guy that I was talking to, he was trying to be like, well, I go out and I socialize, but these are my friends and I'm trying to get business from them, but they don't really do it. Like, mm. I'm like, you're mixing two things together. It's not what this is there for. Keep them separate, separate, but equal. Mm. But the few that you recognize do both bang. Mm. Those are guys you can do both with. Yeah. Um, we're going to get to your super chats in a second, yes. but um, the reason that I'm so passionate about this networking thing and understanding how to network and how to show up and how to be what I would say like in a social scene right is because people are doing less and less of this and that's not my opinion 
If you look at the stats right now, the mm. Washington Post just came out with this. Here's what's happening in America today and across the world. People are getting lonelier and lonelier and lonelier and more alone and more alone and at home and on their phones. Oh my gosh. And they've tracked it. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Don't cry on me, baby. I feel it. So people are spending so much time on their, on their phones all by themselves. They tracked this that between 2010 and 2022, so in only in the last dozen years, this is before you know the iPhone really became a thing and mm. Instagram became a thing and Snapchat and TikTok, all this stuff. Americans are now spending 10 to 20 hours less a week interacting with other people. Mm. So that so if, let's just do the math. So that's two to three hours a day that you typically would be interacting with others. You're out in the mall. You're out after school. You're talking to friends. You're hanging out. You just go back to your cave and you're by yourself. Now, what the study doesn't show is like what they're doing when they're alone. Mm. Now, TV existed 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I think we can all agree that they're not just working out for 10, 20 hours a week. They're spending time on their phones. Right. Do you disagree with that? No, I, I don't agree. I think I they're spending agree. way more time on their phone alone by themselves. And then there's a whole situation with that. You know, comparison is the thief of joy. You're looking at other people's lives on Instagram, which isn't real. It's just like a highlight of their life. And you're just comparing and comparing and you're comparing and comparing and you're on your phone and you're alone and you're depressed. And all right, maybe let's pop a pill. I don't know. Maybe let's smoke a joint. Let's maybe have a drink. I don't know. I'm a little depressed right now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But that's the reality of the day. So what my point is, is like at some point you need to get off the phone and just go talk to people. I think we realized that during COVID that so many people were just by themselves working remote and they thought that that was going to be amazing. And what we realized is like, you know what? I kind of fucking liked hanging out with other people at the office. Mm. Or I kind of liked just being able to walk on my street because my business was closed down. And I think more than anything, people need to be around other people. Okay? If, if you could give three places that people should go and like meet people, what three places would you pick? Okay. What where should people go? Is this business? Is it social? In general. So like like you said, a lot of people are spending time alone, right? And we want them to get out yeah. there. Where would you recommend like get out there and you know meet people? Would okay. it be the gym? Would it be church? Well, would it be I, I'm I'm glad you asked that because by the way, back to this to these stats, mm -hmm. they tracked it and this whole time spending alone, you would think, well, is it more men or is it more women? Is yeah. it more blacks? Is it whites? Is it it's Everyone across the board, mm. blacks and whites spending less time with other people, rich and poor. OK, uh, man, woman, married, single parents, kids, uh, urban rule. Like there's no there's no stat that's like, well, these people, it's like mm. everyone across the board mm. is just spending more time alone. OK, and where that gets very, very scary is the people who have been born with phones in their hand. Like, so I'm 41. Like, I'm good. Like, I know what it's like to interact, right? Right. You're 25. I don't think you've aged in, like, years. So let's get... Maybe you're 21 still. I'm 21. You're 21 still. Malik, you just turned 20... 26. My man. Yeah. Right? So, but imagine the 16-year-old out there. Okay? Imagine the 12-year-old out there. Imagine the 14-year-old out there. The 18-year-old mm -hmm. out there that is doesn't know anything different. They just think their whole life is on their phone. Yeah. And they forget how to interact with others. I tell this story all the time is that back in the day... This is more of like a, of a metaphor. When I tried to call a girl up, and like this is in the 90s, yeah. and I wanted to ask her on a date or just to talk to her, you know who would answer the phone? Her dad. Her dad, yeah. He'd be like, hello? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, hey, is uh, Kelly there? 
And he'd be like, who's this? I'm like, oh, it's Adam from class. What do you want from my daughter? I'm like, all right, all right, she's got my notes. Like, whatever the hell I said. He's like, all right, hold on. Kelly, that fucking guy Adam's on the phone. I'm like, oh, hey, Kelly, you know. But I had to do that right. to get to the girl. Now you could just, sup, babe. Yeah. Sup. Where you at? Yeah, like, very... the, the, the barriers to entry if you're trying to get laid is easier than ever. Yikes. But like what it, when it comes down to understanding like social dynamics and interacting others and trying to get around the father in order to get a date with the girlfriend. Mm. I mean, you got to get really, really like yeah. slick and, and tactical. Do you and, think that because times have changed like that, um, like people who are older, it's easier for them to be a little bit more extroverted than the people today? I think there's because they were forced to like call someone else's yeah, home. Like I think they're a little bit more courageous and more like you, you hit know. the nail on the head. Yeah. Um, and by the way, I didn't forget about your question about um, places to meet people. So yeah. we'll go back to that. But mm-hmm. um, of course, if you didn't have to rely on your phone and people used to walk around with uh, beepers, phone well, beepers. Yeah. yeah. Before beepers, you had your list of contacts, like your your yellow pages? your contact book. Oh. Like your, Didn't I forget what that. It's so old. I forget what they call it at this point. Like your Rolodex. Oh. And you'd have to, dude. How many people's phone numbers do you remember? Like know by heart. How many? Go. My mom, dad, my sister, and mine. Four. Okay, so like, and, and by the way, you included your own number. <laughs> yeah, that is, I'm I remember my own number. Well, thanks. Matt. I know people who don't. Yeah, so okay. what? Okay, so right, Malik. How many numbers do you know by heart? Oh, I know a good amount, actually. How many? Really? I would say, like, probably, like, close to 10. 10. Wow. And that's a high amount these days, because there's that no reason is. for you to remember people's numbers. Yeah. Let me tell you, I would remember 100 people's numbers by heart mm. in 1994. Straight up. <laughs> there was no cell phone. They had a house phone. Oh, you know, Zach's number, 979. Like, you just knew numbers. Now you don't have to know anything Any like numbers, that. yeah. So, like, th- there's people who are naturally extroverts and there's people who are naturally introverts like i'm mm-hmm. clearly an extrovert yo what up how you doing right. Blah, blah, right so i'm good in public but when i like i get my alone time i value my alone time like when you showed up in my house and the, the other day i'm like yeah. in my pajamas <laughs> i'm like oh, i don't want to hey, talk to anybody yeah right now. yeah but there's introverts who have to like okay i'm, I'm getting out of the house yeah. right now they have to like prepare like right, mentally you can do this you can stick out your hand and shake someone's hand you got this bro there's people that kind of coach themselves up but those people have other skills maybe it's technical or maybe it's efficiency or systems that they're better at right right so but yes of course now back to your question it's way harder for more people to get out there and be extrovert yeah because again we just established people are spending less and less time interacting with others teenagers to be specific there's a 64 percent decline in interacting with others wow okay so if you're a 12 year old girl out there like Especially during COVID, dude, how many people you actually interacted with? Yeah. Right? If you're an 18 year old dude and you've been in, and you went to, you were, went to homeschool and like you just, you don't go to a public high school and you were COVID, it's like, how many people have you actually interacted with? Yeah. So, like, t- there's so many benefits of social media, of YouTube. I mean, look at us. I love right. the fact we're doing a show right now. Thank you guys for being here. Yes. But, you know, with everything, there's pros and cons. And some of the cons that is happening with social media and our phones, is the fact that we don't need to interact with others 
or even women these days can get validation online. Right. You can put up an Instagram thought picture, get a thousand likes, people telling you how beautiful you are, amazing, yeah. and you're like, okay, I don't need to go interact with anybody. I just yeah. got all the love and attention that I needed. Yes. And it's like, okay. But back in the day, like, no, you needed to go get a hug from some dude. Right. Or you needed to go, like... Talk to somebody. Exactly. Like, yeah, person, person. There was so, I mean, there, there's so much with this. So where would you pick places? I would say, oh. like, the gym would be a great place. Not, like, while they're working out. Like, you could even meet somebody while playing, like, a game of basketball. Mm-hmm. I met a lot of people because I would go to the gym and I would, like, shoot around in the hoop with hoops. And um, I met a lot of people through playing basketball. Like, oh, you play basketball, so mm-hmm. on and so forth. Uh, you can meet them. I said grocery store prior. Um, I would even say like church. If you go to church, do anything like that. Like, those are good places to interact with people. I think I. I or events. I, so I don't. I'm actually. I have a different perspective on this. Mm. I don't. It, like the obvious answer is a networking event. Right. Right. That's the right. obvious answer. I think we all get that. Right. But then you go church, you go to the grocery market, you go to the bar, you go to Starbucks. Okay. Those are just a means to an end. What it really comes down to is going and talking to people, mm-hmm. figuring out if there's some sort of connection. Me, I'm not saying a relationship, but like, oh, you're in this business? Oh, me too. All right, cool. Blah, blah, blah. But the hardest part with networking is the follow up. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many people I meet. Hey, bro, yeah, we should keep in touch. I just went to the Heat game the other day. I met a couple guys at the Heat game. Card, card, card. And and this is on me, and it's also on the other person. Nobody followed up. Mm. So you can meet, you go to a basketball game, you go to church, you go to a game, but like, if you don't actually follow up with the person, yeah. like what, there's, uh, no there's, no, there's no point. But it's still a good exercise. I think like, I challenge each one of you, especially if you're an introvert, I challenge you guys to at least talk to three people a day. Even if it's a, hey, how you're doing? You know, how long you've been working here? You know, you look really good today. Like, I challenge you to put yourself out there mm-hmm. and do that because those little things, it gives you more confidence to talk to people. So that's my challenge to everybody. Even if it's just like a quick one-two talk, mm-hmm. um, I think it's still a good exercise. And then from there, you know, as you go out and you meet people, it'll become a little bit easier to even spark conversation. You'll notice you'll get a lot less awkward. So I think doing like little exercises will add up and then, you know, it'll become a little bit easier. For I'll everyone. tell you a story. So this past weekend was Art Basel. Oh, yeah. So Nat's my partner in crime, right? <laughs> she rolls with me everywhere. And she came to my house. Our other friends were there. Yeah. And like it's it was Friday night, right? So naturally, it's like, all right. Like she's like, all right, we're going to pour a drink. Like, what are we doing? I said, listen, tonight we're not partying. What did I say? Oh, yeah. We're working tonight. I said, we are socializing tonight. Yes. We are going out intentionally to socialize. We went and literally it wasn't about partying. It wasn't about drinking. It wasn't about tables. It wasn't about bottles. We did have a little of that the next night. We drank that much. Okay. It wasn't that much. But all we did was socialize. We went to live. Yeah. Shout out to our friends that live in Miami. That is true. How many people did we run into and interact with? Oh, wow. It was like a good like seven to 10 people. Just, yo, what up? What up? What up? Boom, 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 boom. boom, In an hour. And we were just interacting, socializing, saying what's up. And it was intentional. Mm-hmm. And we, but it wasn't like, hey, we're going to go out and party tonight. It's like, we're going out to socialize. to socialize, to say what's up, to shake hands, to see what's up. I mean, then we went, bounced right. around, bing, 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 bing. Right. And it was a fun night. It was. But it wasn't about partying and getting effed up. It was about meeting people and networking. Yeah. 
And that's ultimately what it comes down to. Yeah, I got to see the city, meet a lot of people, see like the environment. And I also got to see you guys interact. I think Mm -hmm. also when you go out with people who are very extroverted and you watch them interact, you like, again, it's like training. You pick up skills. It Mm -hmm. becomes easier. Those friends become your friends. And of course, the follow up is included. But I think if you're around people who do it, like it's a little bit easier for you to pick up mm-hmm. those habits and be trained how to do it. And these days, it's so easy to fool people with online profiles or status or what you are, okay? Like, if you look at this guy, Sam Bankman Freed, what yes. a fraud, right? We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. So Nat and I, we haven't known each other a long time. No. Like, we, for a couple of years now, just through PHP, but you've only been here six months Maybe, or whatever. Yeah. So imagine online, I'm telling everybody, yo, I'm the man, I might go out in a bunch, I know everybody, whatever. And then you go out with me and it's like, Adam, nobody likes you. Nobody wants to hang out with you. But I'm not trying to blow smoke right now. How often are, yo, what up? Say what up? All the The time. The security guard walks me out. Hey, bro. All the time. You see that there's like credibility in what I'm talking about. Yes. A thousand percent. Right? Yeah. A thousand percent. I always say that. I say like we meet so many people through podcasts and, you know, you talk and you share your story and like to see you like out in action I love it. I'm like, he's a man of his word. He's exactly what he talks about when it comes to making connections, the ladies, you know, the fans, all of those things. Like, you're that. Yeah. So it's very refreshing because I'm like, oh, he's not fraud. Like, this is how right, like, I'm not. I'm not saying this. Yeah, to just, just be to like, say it. So for me, I'm like, I ride with you. Yeah, like she's it. constantly saying things like, so you really do do this. Like, <laughs> you still got You got like, it. You, you got, got this. It. <laughs> like, hyping yeah. it up. Anyway, yeah. so but, I would encourage but, you guys out there to... Just take note of these stats. People are spending less and less and less times interacting with others. And that's fine to a certain extent. But what are you doing with that time? Like if you're just Netflixing and just staying on your phone or TikToking it up or just checking your social media profile, like what is that really doing for you? You know how I feel about video games. Like get a life, Uh, bro. Yes. But just be intentional with getting out of the house, saying what's up. And going and interacting with other people, and I promise you good things will happen, especially if it's with the intent of socializing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be business networking, right. or we're partying, I'm getting fucked up, or none of that. It's just, let me get out there and see what the world has to offer, and good things will happen, yes. straight up. But were you always like a metrovert, or did you have to like grow into it? Was a metrovert? Like a, a, extrovert. Okay, I'm a yeah. man extrovert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a mextrovert, yeah. son, Mexican. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yes. Yeah, like, were you always an extrovert or did you, like, have, was it, like, a a pivotal turning point or what? (laughs) Uh, Good question, Malik. Thank you. Was I always an extrovert? Well, I'll tell you this. I think I was was definitely always an extrovert. But, like, if you ever talk to someone, like, I used to do stand-up comedy. So if you ever talk up to someone who does stand-up comedy, a lot of times they do stand-up comedy is because something, there was pain that they were dealing with. And that's how they resorted with it. Like, I I had a lot of... Mm. uh, issues in my household my father was an aggressive dude like abusive guy like i can't think of one time that we just it was a normal day i was constantly like running out of the house and then using comedy to kind of mask what i was dealing with so as far as like i think i evolved into an extrovert because i was just i'm out i'm about i don't want to be home Mm. all right and let me just be funny because i'm dealing with some shit and i don't want people to know because i kind of want to look cool in public right And, and think about when you're 10 12 15 18 so you don't know what the hell's going on. So you're just masking a lot of things. Right. So I think naturally, A, I was an extrovert. B, I was dealing with some shit at home. And that my my way to deal with it, my coping mechanism was comedy and being funny. So I think that sort of evolved into who I am today, 
Whereas naturally an extrovert, naturally I don't like to avoid, like I try to avoid drama and conflict. Mm -hmm. And that I try to just kind of keep it light and funny. And, but I think that's all a byproduct of who I was as a kid. Mm. So we're, I think we're all byproducts of who we are as a kid. We're all right. dealing with some sort of trauma in our life. And bro, my dad, my mom, you don't understand what right. it was like. My grandma, like we're all, we all come from that, right? To circle back with the Marcos Simonis thing, this dude's got people crying, right? Yeah. Because he was basically saying, forget about the fact that I worked on CNBC and I worked at The Prophet what I realized is it's all about people and everyone's got some fucking shit to deal with. Mm -hmm. Put away your phones. When I tell you people are crying in the audience, like he's crying. I, I made all this money and I didn't care. I'm like, Marcus Lemonis is full on crying on, uh, in front of 50, uh, sorry, for like 100 people. Yeah. And it was so real, but like it's very intentional because he said, I like, this is who I am now. I'm going to be super authentic and super real. You got me choked up, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm good. But I, I, I just think uh, I'm so passionate about like what we do here. Right. And whether it's money or status or getting better with women, you can improve in so many aspects of your life. And I'm all about improvement, okay, for men and for women. Mm -hmm. And socializing and getting out there and being like doing it the right way intentionally, there's so many benefits to it. And there's really very few negatives. There's, mm. there's a lot of pros, very little cons. Okay. Um, that's that. Rant over. Rant over. Um, do, do we have any super chats we want to do with? We go to the next uh, story. We do have a super chat. We'll start off with the first one we have. We have uh, Mind Right. Uh, I agree with about getting outside of your comfort zone. Just mm -hmm. starting this channel to put myself out there and have digital presence. Uh, dope content, guys. Thanks, Mind Respect. Right. So Respect to you. digital presence, awesome. I think having a social profile is very important. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm not saying, so I guess here's my message as far as like having social media versus have being a social uh, person that puts himself out there do both mm -hmm. you need to get out there in public interact with others but you also need to have a social media profile mm -hmm. it's not one or the other okay get out there interact see people shake hands make people laugh have an issue do, have some conflict like all that but then also have a social profile that you take pride in mm -hmm. you know that look good in mm -hmm. I, i'm saying for a man <clears throat> like the number one dating app in the world is instagram Women are going to check you out on Instagram. And women. Women should women be too? very, especially. Yeah, women. well, women are, you know how they do on Instagram. We know about these. Guys. There's this one girl who I think is actually super cute these days. And I, 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 um, I checked out her social media. I checked out her profile. And uh, I was so refreshing. Oh, you told me that. The fact that she wasn't just a thought. Yeah. It was so refreshing. But how did you define she wasn't a thought? There, listen, we all know. One, like, things that you see on Instagram, what girls are allowed to get away with, mm -hmm. is insanity. Like, you could basically show everything but, like, the nipple or, like, certain orifices. But, like, you can twerk, you can, th you can take booty shot. Like, there is nothing, yeah. nothing that they censor. So if you meet a really pretty girl, right, I'm talking, like, super attractive, and you check out her profile, and it's not booty shots and twerking and like at the club and it's genuinely just like hey i'm just a pretty picture of me and i am I'm, I'm, I'm vacation and like you're like okay like this girl's somewhat normal yeah. like i mean we'll still see what's out there but like good for you girls out there that aren't just tottering it up yes tottering. okay <laughs> tottering it all up. right there it is <laughs> i love that uh more or keep going um that was it but i did want to 
get your take on this comment from yeah. Tony Johnson. Strip clubs are a great way to meet people and talk. I'm an alpha, so I can't do that. Would you say I'm a what? I'm an alpha, so I can't do that. That's what can't do what? Like go to strip clubs and talk to women. <laughs> Would you say that's a good place to like work on your social skills? Oh, for sure. I encourage okay. every single guy out there to go to a strip club, and I'll tell you why. Okay, so there's a place called Eleven in Miami, and some people think that it's a club. Some think of people it's a nightclub. Some people think that it's both. Like it's all that and above, but it's an after hours club. A lot of people go there after two a.m. after four a.m. But let me tell you something. You're interacting with all types of guys. Cool. They're partying. Some business guys. Whatever. But more importantly, you're interacting with all types of girls. Because there's regular girls there. You've been to 11. Right. Okay. They're just regular girls. Mm -hmm. And there's also strippers. Right. Just running around. It's just like a free-for-all. Yeah. And if you want to learn how to have social dynamics and also don't spend any money. Like, mm -hmm. don't go, oh, I'm getting a lap dance. This bitch wants money. Like, <laughs> like. Just go out there, have a cocktail, interact, have a conversation with a stripper, have a conversation with a normal girl, say what's up to this guy, dap up your homie, oh, you know the security guard, oh, you know the bartender, mm. have a drink, say, like social dynamic it up and try to do that without buying bottles and spending money and to navigate some of these uh, strippers, they know how to talk. They hey, do. Hey, you want to go for a dance? No, I can't dance. I'm injured. Like whatever <laughs> it is, like. The way that you maneuver these types of conversations is so important. So whoever said, oh, I'm an alpha. I don't go to strip clubs. Look, at this point, I don't go there to like work on my social skills. I've done it already a million times. Mm -hmm. But if you're just a 24-year-old dude out there that's like, I don't know, how can I get better? Go to a dope strip club like Eleven in Miami and just interact with other people and don't spend money. That's actually... I'm. Not angry at that answer. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Were you expected to be angry I, at an answer? No. I was like, like go <laughs> to the strip club, find the hottest money, chick there, you take her to the champagne room, <laughs> and you show her what's up. No, There's I no actually, sex in the champagne room, according I'm to Chris I'm actually Rob. not mad at that answer. I've been to 11, and... Um, the women are very, very friendly. So it actually isn't, I know they're looking for money and all, but mm -hmm. I think it's even like a good way to like work on like your pickup lines or, you know, make good conversation. Like at the end of the day, these women know, like, you know that they're looking for money and you mm -hmm. know that you may not want to give money or you do, but at the end of the day, you still can exercise your word and your skills. Oh so my God. I'm not mad at it. I'm I think, I think there's like. Now, if you're my man, no, I don't know that. Right. So here, let, let, let's connect the dots here on this thing. We're talking about going out and partying. We're talking about networking. We're talking about going to strip clubs. Like, what we're talking about are two separate things. Go with me here. So there's the primal, you know, I'm going to go party. I'm going to get fucked up. I'm going to go to a strip club. I'm going to go see some hot chicks, see some titties. I'm going to go bang a girl. Like, there's that. And then there's being intentional. Like, all right, I'm going out tonight. <laughs> But it's not to go party, it's not to get banged up, it's not to do drugs and party, but it's, I'm going to socialize. And I'm going to network, and I'm going to go do that. Okay, but then when I go to the strip club, I'm not just going to go find the hottest girl right there and get a lap dance and spend 400 bucks and all that. It's, let me try to negotiate how much it costs for a lap dance and see if that works. Right? A lot of times I won't even get a um, lap dance, I get a massage. Because mm -hmm. it's like $20 a song versus $50 a song, as an example. Because you're there and you just kind of want to have a good time. But there's, you know, maybe you try to like, I'm not saying I've done this. Maybe you try to get a stripper to go home with you and spend zero money. Talk oh. about game, right? I'm not saying I've done that, right, mom? But, <laughs> but there, there, there's the primal component, partying, getting fucked up, lap dances, sex in the champagne room. And then there's the social aspect, 
understanding networking, the negotiating. So there's there's different ways to do it. Now, oftentimes, especially in Miami, you're kind of doing both at the same time. Right. Right? Yeah. So I'm not saying like today I'm going to be a mad scientist and just go out and interact with strippers. No, yeah. but like, but there is a deeper level than just the primal components of partying in strip clubs. Yes. Strip clubs are actually a great thing. I, I will say this. God bless you strippers and you sex workers out there. And that might be controversial, but I think we've experienced this, that one third of men under age 30 years old have not been laid in a year. Mm. The most desperate type of people, the saddest type of people, the most dangerous type of people on the planet right now are young men without a career, without motivation, without passions, who have not been laid, and they're on the internet scrolling and comparing their lives to others, and they're getting really fucking angry. Yes. And I would encourage those young men out there, rather than vent your anger, and we know we've seen what kind of crazy incidents these young men can do, go to a strip club, support <laughs> your local stripper, and like just get your aggression out. I guarantee you, that's a better outlet than whatever like rabbit hole you go down. Yeah. That's uh, that, that's an ugly ending. So, tip of the cap to you, sex workers and strippers out there. There is a place for society, in society for you. I agree. I think <sighs> it's one, one of those days. Food. Yes, it's one of those. With some league? and strip clubs got the best food. I've never eaten at a strip club, but I I've heard Malik. that. <laughs> I've heard that. Malik, and by the way, <laughs> the food is eleven. Have you tried the chicken wings? <laughs> Tootsie Respect. chicken wings. Yeah. Tootsie, yeah, for sure. Anyway, we're we're plugging we're plugged live tonight. We uh, we plugged eleven, mm -hmm. uh, but we're in Miami, so this this is the kind of comes with the territory. I like to make friends with like the people who work there, like mm -hmm. the security guards, the bartenders, because I feel like you have. That's more of a valuable relationship than just like a random in there, mm -hmm. in my opinion. You know, because you know the you know like those people, the managers there, they have connections. So if you're able to like make a good impression on those people and connect, I think you can really grow your network uh, with that. Hundred so. percent. I also think that if you're gonna go out and you're gonna go out and party and have a you know one of those nights and and depending on what city you're in, I think it's way better to have one place that is like your establishment like your cheers like my bodega oh yeah then just oh i go to all the different clubs and i go out everywhere mm -hmm. i'd rather have a place that is like your go-to spot you know you're good at you know the guy at the door right. you know the maitre d you know the guy you know the owner you know the bartenders you're connected mm. rather than like diversifying all your nightlife activities to every single bar in town, every single club, every single DJ. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're a friend to all, you're a friend to none kind of a thing. Mm. So um, I would say no matter what city you're in, have a go-to spot. Oh, yeah, we're going to go to my spot. We're going to go to my bar. They know what drink you're at. Hey, come right in. There's a long line out the door. Adam, come right on in. Like, that is so much more invaluable than being the guy who knows every single club in town. Yeah. It's true. Right? Yeah. Mike, you got a place like that? Oh, uh, no. I'm still trying to find that place. Yeah, you're going to find that place, bro. I need to. That's right. I see. That's the type of attitude yes. that we're looking for around I here. love the bodega tacos, so I'm going to try and make that my place. <laughs> <laughs> How dope was that to go back at bodega? Uh, All right. That was insane. Um, any more super chats or can we get into the uh, next topic? Let's get into the next topic. Okay. Let's get into it. Okay. So here is a movie that everybody needs to see. Um, it is one of the greatest movies of all time. It is called Ferris Bueller's Day Off. And my question is, is Ferris Bueller the originator of red pill content? The stuff that he talks about in this movie is incredible. But this scene right here, it might make me wonder, is he the OG of the red pill space? Go ahead, Malik. Cameron has never been in love. 
At least nobody's ever been in love with him. If things don't change for him, he's gonna marry the first girl he lays. And she's gonna treat him like shit. Because she will have given him what he has built up in his mind as the end-all be-all of human existence. She won't respect him. Because you can't respect somebody who kisses your ass. Just doesn't work. That's so important. Mm. We talk about like the number one thing that guys are looking for from their woman is respect. Women want love, affection, attention, all that fun stuff. Men at the very least want respect. And it took me watching Ferris Bueller for like the millionth time. I totally advocate you watching Ferris Bueller. So many amazing life lessons. But it took me to realize, holy shit, is Ferris Bueller the OG originator of the red pill space? I don't know. Like, Rolo might see this and be like, no, I, I was before I was before Ferris. Okay, I'm just, I'm asking the question, right? There's people who are going to maybe see that. No, it was such and such a person. Respect everyone out there in the red pill space. You know, I've got a lot of respect for you guys. But everything he's saying, he's talking about respect, mm -hmm. right? Everything that Ferris Bueller was saying right there, he talked about if things don't change for him, he's going to marry the first girl that he lays. And you don't want that because she's gonna he's gonna kiss her ass the rest of his life, and she won't respect him because you can't respect somebody who kisses your ass. Wow. Mm. A couple things here with Ferris Bueller. Why you need to go watch the movie Ferris Bueller? We just talked about the fact that people don't socialize and interact with others. This guy's doing a masterclass on how to interact with others. Ferris Bueller's day off. He takes a day off. He pretends he's sick. Oh, he takes the day off. Mm. He's out and about town. He's everywhere. He's shaking hands. He's meeting maitre d's. He's at the baseball games. He's singing on floats. He's a total pimp. Original 1980s pimp Ferris Bueller. Go watch that movie. If you've never seen it as a kid, you will not be disappointed. It will teach you how to network. It will teach you how to deal with girls. It will teach you how to deal with friends that are fucking kind of being losers, being simps. It will teach you how to interact with others in school. What an amazing movie mm. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is. And I just, the coup de grace of that is I found out that he might be the OG innovator of the red pill space. Mm, maybe. Have you ever seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? No. This <laughs> I have not. This I man. have not. But I do agree with that statement that, um, the last statement, you can't, uh, what is it, respect anyone that kisses your ass. Yes. I think that is a very, don't overlook that statement. I think sometimes when people are being nice to you, you can overlook that but mm -hmm. in in the end they're just kissing your ass because they just want something from you and how do you respect someone who's just is looking something from you all the time mm -hmm. so i do agree with that now i'm not mad at the fact that you know maybe he does marry the first girl that he meets and they love each other mm. i think <laughs> i think you know, I have strong it depends about that. on the girl and also like where you're at and the values and there's more into it but, I mean, I've seen high school sweethearts who last. I'm sure they go through a lot of things, but mm -hmm. there's just something that's a long-term commitment like that I see very high in value. I me. think, um, <laughs> let's just say there might be data that, like, for instance, uh, when, when our friend Ruslan was here, he pointed to data mm -hmm. about, you know, the, the less sexual partners a woman has. Right. Uh, the more likely are, they are to stay married. Mm -hmm. Cool, got it. Ricky Redpill also had that. Mm -hmm. So I respect stats for sure. Um, but I'm going to speak from a not stat standpoint for men for a second. Mm. Um, I think it is very important for a man before he purchases a car that he's going to drive the rest of his life to test drive as many cars as you would like. Mm. 
go get a foreign, go get a domestic, go get a stick shift, go get a fucking dune buggy, get a Ferrari, go get a top-down hatchback, go get a Jeep, go get a Wrangler, go get a BMW, go get a Beetle, go get a fat car with a fat ass, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm just, there's a ton of cars out there, Hummers, the whole thing. As a man, it. you could rent it for yeah. sure, you could lease it, just don't buy one car for the rest of your life. Like, the first car you drive, I don't think that you should drive the rest of your life as a man rant over um okay yeah uh, i don't know i think it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> i don't know oh. i think it really depends on your situation and like what you're looking for too i don't know let's ask the audience yeah. gentlemen out there yes okay they're gonna almost, say no by the way when we hit 500 you want to take a shot Yes, we can. Okay, we'll take a shot when we hit 500. Guys, subscribe, like the channel, tell your friends. Yes. We're, we're dropping some nuggets over here. I saw that we just got a um, super chat. Super chat, respect. We'll read that in a second. But mm -hmm. when we hit 500, we'll take a shot. Malik, are you allowed to take a shot? I'm not, I'm not unfortunately. Fuck it, it's we're okay. breaking you the can rules, drink bro. Drink some shots of water okay. like me. Maybe just we'll give smoke me a couple them. ice cubes. Um, a couple <laughs> ice cubes. But what I will say is this um, Malik, by the way, have you seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off? I have not. Okay. See, I'm not the only one. Well, I get it. This is why I'm recommending the movie to all you guys out there. Including us. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm, it, how often am I recommending movies, by the way? Hey, guys, saw a movie this weekend. Like, no, that's zero. Mario. Mario. That's Mario, right? Mario, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go check out Ferris Bueller's Day Off, especially you young men out there. If you want to get better with social dynamics, women, better in school, cooler, fun, more fun, doper, like all that. Being a man of status, 100% Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Arguably one of the coolest dudes ever in the history of movies. Straight up, I said it. Um, but back to that, Malik, would you just drive one car the rest of your life and that's it? That's your car? Mm, I think it's too early. It's too early to, water. too early to like just drive one car. I, I feel like I haven't driven enough cars yet. But I mean, like, <laughs> that's weird. But, but what do they okay. say? If it's not broke, don't fix it. That is true. So every car I mean, breaks down every no, once in a while, no, baby. No, just need some maintenance. You just need but some maintenance. Might need some maintenance. Put that thing in the shop for a little while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're gonna put a new uh, engine on that thing. No, that transmission just blown out. Yeah, I'm gonna get all my miles out of the vehicle first. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm a leak. That's a good one. Respect on that. Anyway, by the way, but gentlemen I just out there, cars... can we do a poll? Yeah, let's do a. Let's do gentlemen, a poll. should you? Okay, how do we do this? Who does the polls? Gentlemen, should you um, buy the first car you drive or should you test drive multiple cars before you drive a car? I think we but understand what that means. It's not the same. A car and a woman is two different things. I'm, not, I'm, I'm talking about cars. <laughs> oh, you're talking about women? <laughs> well, essentially. I'm talking about cars. Well, I'm talking about what you're referring oh, to. Oh, you dirty-minded thing. <laughs> well, that never, you never are, you in are, my rant. Not, never in my you're rant was I talking about women. You, but you're I'm clearly talking about vehicles this entire time. As the woman, right? Because oh, we're talking that, about the gentleman, uh -huh. <laughs> and if you marry the first nah, woman, if and that's how you interpreted that, then I don't know what to tell you. So what would your what would you, what would, you, would your answer talking change? Talking about cars, okay? <laughs> your answer wouldn't change though. <laughs> so funny. Yes, we should test drive multiple cars. So what's our poll? Multiple cars or one car. Should gentlemen? I don't know. Okay. Multiple cars, yes. 
We're at 480, so we're about 20 away from taking a shot. Let's read that super chat and move on to the next topic. Okay, so we have a super chat, um, and he's a constant super chatter, so we appreciate you, D.L. Saint. I really want to know podcast. That's his name. D.L. Saint. I really want to know podcast. Shout yes. out, brother. Shout out. Uh, just want to pay tribute. I use some of your content on my platform, and you're absolutely correct about having a go-to place. My spot was... Tocadero in L.A. back in the day. Keep leading from the front, brother. Tocadero? Tocadero. Which place? We know Matt Nat and her reading skills. Let me see it. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a there's a uh, thing underneath that is Natalia High Tocadero. Maintenance. Um, Natalia is not high maintenance. By the I, way, thank you for the for the um, super for, chat. For the super chat. For sure, that. respect. What was the next question? Um, it wasn't. It was. Uh, is Natalia high maintenance? Um, I don't think you're high maintenance. Do you think you're high maintenance? I mean, what define high maintenance? Do I, don't I like know. things like proper, clean, like like in order? Yes. But Yeah, but that's not high maintenance. That's just you're a clean person. Okay. You're not a messy So like what's high maintenance? Like buy me I this. I only buy me go this. to the nicest places. Oh no. Ugh, if you don't pick me up, I'm not gonna meet you there. Oh no, no, no. Ugh, I only wear this. No. I would never. Uh uh-uh, uh Mr. Like that kind of stuff. Oh, it's no. like I am working way too hard. No, and the uh uh-uh uh ain't that good. No, I'm definitely not high maintenance if no. that's the case though. No, but you're cool. Do I like nice things? Of course I like nice things. <laughs> Nat is drawing the line. Just like just be clear. I do like nice things, but I'm not like, oh, if this is not there, I'm not gonna do this. You know, like I'm very understanding. But. Cool. So uh high maintenance girls, bro. On my That's... one cars. I love you guys. What is that? On my one cars <laughs> for the poll. All right, cool. Thank you guys for watching today. We're close to 500. We will take a shot. We'll just, you know, because we oh, want to yeah. serve you guys out there. Uh, if there's any topics that you would like us to discuss, we'll do that at the end of the show or any super chats you'd like us to address. Yes. I think we should do more of these types of shows so we can really interact with our people out there. I don't yes. think they understand how much we generally care about their input. I do. I like, do. I read your comments. I read the chat, even though I may not be able to <laughs> read it very well. I do read it. I read the comments. So we appreciate all of those things. Yeah. So Natalia's keep still them learning coming. how to read. <laughs> Someone just made a nice little super chat that Natalia's a hottie. Yes. And great Respect. vibes. Great we vibe. That's true. You. On that's the true. grind, that's true. That's true. We on talked about this with Michael Sartain. It is so important for you gentlemen out there to have friends, ladies that you're actually friends with. Yes. Because... Like, there's just so many benefits to that. It saves so you many that benefits. It saves it saves a man from awkward situations. Mm. Like when a girl sees a guy with women, it's like a sense of relief. You're like, okay, this guy somewhat has to be normal if these yeah. girls are around him. Michael Sartain gave it uh, some scientific name. He's such so smart with science, yeah. and he's like, well, that's the uh, social scientific. Yeah, I was like, like, oh, dude, my, I, don't, I just I, I believe you. <laughs> I bring them I, around. I, don't, I just I just think, think girls are better. Like you know. <laughs> Uh, bees get the honey kind of a thing. So, mm. but he's um, he's uh, he's a G. But I totally agree with that. Um, all right, let's go on to the next topic right here. Yeah. So let's go to this video right here. This is from our friend Pearly Things. By the way, shout out to Pearl. We're going to show this video right now. She's going to be here in a couple weeks. Woo-hoo. If you haven't subscribed to her channel, she's killing it. Yeah. Okay, Pearly Things. But let's play this video, and we're going to talk about how social media is affecting relationships. Let's go. No, but I think it's also social media. I think people nowadays, they meet someone and then they, you know, he can be, um, if you're into men, like he can be, you know, the whole package. But because of socials, Mm. you're like, oh, but he's, but he's, but he's, but so I feel like a lot of people struggle to actually like build something with someone because they're always thinking, hmm, there might be something Mm. better out there. 
do you know okay, that wow. the, 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 So here, here's what I'm saying. Shout out to Pearly Things for doing this video. Mm-hmm. The lady said you could be with a guy who is the quote-unquote whole package. As we all know, ladies have a laundry list of things they want from a guy. I want him to be tall. I want him to be good looking. I want him to make money. I want him to be cool. I want him to be sweet. I want him to have be good with his mother. I want him to tell jokes. Like the, the whole thing. Okay, so what this lady is saying is that basically you could have that. The whole package of what you're looking for in a man as a woman and then you open up your Instagram and you're like, huh, well, this guy seems nice and this guy's a little bit taller and this guy's more fitter and this guy looks richer and this guy's on a yacht and this guy's doing this. And that's all of a sudden your dude who's quote unquote the whole package, all of a sudden he's not good enough anymore. Mm. Right. And then there's, there's a famous saying that the comparison is the thief of joy. Okay. And the, it goes both ways. I'm not saying that women are the only ones that are doing this. Men do this too, probably more than women because there's so many freaking hot Instagram thoughts on Instagram. You're like, Jesus Christ. But what she's saying is so important. And that's why I appreciate the conversations that Pearl has. And what we do over here is that we're hearing really what's going on beneath the surface with these ladies. I think that's so important. It's not like she said, oh, my boyfriend, he's like, all right, whatever. I kind of settled for him, but I saw someone better online. She specifically said, I have a guy who's the whole package but i'm still looking elsewhere in business there's something called the shiny object syndrome i consult with people about their business um their business plans and multiple people i've seen this problem they're like yeah i was working in real estate but then i shifted over to here but now i did crypto but then crypto was down and then now i'm working at a in nightlife but that hospitality is down because of this but now i'm working in finance and like they're just a different job and they're chasing a different job every single year and there's no like persistent, consistent uh, ways of just uh, of working it out and like sticking it out and stick to itness. And you're just constantly always going to be chasing the next hot industry. And if you're chasing an industry, oftentimes you're not in it first. You might catch the tail end. And then when the bubble pops in whatever industry it is, boom, there you are looking for another job. Like I've been at my same financial firm for 17 years. Okay. I've been offered other jobs. I've been offered other careers. I've been recruited for more money. And I'm like, I'm doing so good that like, am I really going to go chase a little bit more money? Or am I going to really more chase something new when it's like, things are so freaking good here and granted. And this is the same analogy and metaphor with your relationship. You might be in a fight with your girl. You might be in a fight with your guy. You might want to look elsewhere. You might be unhappy with your job, but as they always say, sometimes the grass isn't greener on the other side. So you should keep your one car. Well. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's if you bought the car. Okay. If you bought the car, yeah, you might have to drive that. But okay. if you're just leasing the car or renting it, maybe it's an Uber type situation. <laughs> nah, you can hop out of that car and go to another Uber. <laughs> you're talking about vehicles, right? You're yeah, not, absolutely. I'm talking about relationships oh, of here. Of course not. But I think it's very important what she's saying here. Um, comparison is the thief of joy. So there, there is a, a storyline there with relationships and with jobs. We saw during COVID how many people like left their job. They're doing remote. Okay, this job's hiring more. There's more benefits here. All right, I like this job, but this other job is going to pay me, you know, ten percent more. They found the job. Now what's happening? Mm. 
A lot of companies are downsizing. A lot of people are being fired. All of a sudden, that job that you were working at for 50000 you chased a better job for 58000 Now that company fired you. Now you're like, shit, I kind of want to go back to that old job, but I also kind of disrespected them on the way out. Now I don't have an opportunity to go back to that job. Now I'm in the job market. I've seen this so many times over the last couple of years. Mm. Again, I've worked at the same company for 17 years. Okay? Now, there's times to jump ship. There's definitely times to just make a pivot. But it's not all the time, right? Mm. There's a lot of people who have worked here that would love to maybe come back. Yes. But that's a conversation for another day. Um, but I think what we're establishing here with women, there's analogy. Go with me here. So um, what age woman mm -hmm. has a higher sexual market value? A 25-year-old woman or a 40-year-old woman? What's the answer? 25. 25. Right. Now, for a man, mm -hmm. especially if he's got his shit together, keep that in mind, mm -hmm. what has a higher sexual market value, a 25-year-old man or a 40-year-old man? Mm. Are they making the same? They are not because the man is, who's 40 has been working for 15 years longer. They are definitely not making the same. Okay. Well, so who is it? Who has more value? The answer is the 40-year-old, Nat. You're getting <laughs> cute here. I get it. The answer is the 40-year-old because he's been working and on himself and improving for himself a longer time. So what we just established right there is that a man reaches sexual market value peak the higher his status. The woman reaches her sexual market value peak the more attractive she is. Mm -hmm. This ain't my opinion. This is facts. Don't get mad at me. Get mm -hmm. mad at hypergamy. If you're not familiar with hypergamy, go look that thing up. Mm -hmm. So here's the point here. We talked about the lady with the options, with the options. What I say for women and men too is that when do you pull the ripcord? If you're jumping off a plane and you have a parachute, when do you pull the ripcord? Some women pull it way too soon. They might pull it at age 23 or age 25 and they get married and they settle down. And by the time that they're 38 and 40, they've been married for 15 years and they've got three kids and they're like, oh, I. I never went to Vegas on that bachelorette party. I never went down to Cancun and got banged out by some sweaty Mexican guy. I never went to South Beach and met Malik in a club and had a good, you know, met a nice black and they have a life of, re of regret. Mm. And that's very sad because they pulled the cord maybe too early. Now, there's another group of ladies who are maybe 38, 39, 41, 42, and they're like, you know what? I think I might have pulled the ripcord a little too late. Mm. And now they're coasting down from the parachute and they're about to hit the ground, let's say, because their section market value isn't where it was when they were 25. And they're thinking, should I have married that guy when I was 34? No, no, I shouldn't have done that because I, why would I have settled? And, and, and I don't know. And I, I, I kind of was pursuing my career. But uh, the, the problem is, it's what my mom would call back in the day, are you burning the candle at both ends? I used to get like sick as a kid mm. because I used to like stay up late at night, but then also wake up early for school. And I would go out and maybe go to a party when I'm 18 years old, but then also wake up early for basketball practice, whatever. And the bottom line is I was burning the candles at both ends because I wasn't getting enough sleep. Mm. And if you're doing that in the sexual marketplace, maybe you got married or settled down way too young and you're like, fuck. I gave up all my 20s and all my 30s for having fun. Or maybe you spent your 20s and your 30s having fun, especially women in their hoe phase, mm. three or four phase. And now they're 40 and they're like, fuck, I should have spent less time partying. But what do you think is worse? Because what if they pulled it too early? 
and they got married and they had kids, but then that protected them from making bad mm-hmm. decisions and different realities. Yeah, I don't know what's worse. Meaning, like, we've all read the three bears. It's too hot. It's too cold. Yeah. But the answer is it's just right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Do you want your soup to be way too hot or do you want your soup to be way too cold? I want neither. I'd like to just make the perfect decision, have the perfect cup of soup. Yeah. But that's my point. And that's why we're talking. This whole show is all about advice. Maybe some of you are going to settle and be like, ah, maybe, maybe give it a second. I don't know. Maybe you, some of you might say like, man, I kind of don't want to live with regret. Let me kind of tighten this thing up a little Mm. bit. So to use the three bears analogy with Goldilocks, you don't want your sexual market value to be too hot. You don't want it to be too cold. You want it to be just just right. Wow, I didn't think Goldilocks and the Three Bears <laughs> Look at would make an appearance here. But And shout out to my mom, I love you, for teaching me not to burn the candles at both ends. I talked about how much I love sleep because mm-hmm. I used to learn that. By the way, we just hit 500 on watching. Thank you guys right now. Yes, thank you. Let's take you. a shot, Nat. Let's take a shot. Okay. Make sure you guys like the video. Share, subscribe. In a subscribe. shot glass or just drink out of here? Drink out of here. But like, take a big sip. Don't. It's tea. Yeah, it's tea. Cheers to you guys. Yeah. Yummy. Tea. That is not tea. I'm drinking Gentleman Jack. Shout out to you guys. That's I actually got to hit my boy Sam up. He's going to do us a liquor sponsor right here. Anyway, guys, we're halfway through the show. I think we're a little over halfway through. Thank you, guys. Okay. We're going to be addressing your super chats throughout the episode. No, it's at the end of the episode. Yes. Um, so give us And some then uh, we're going to... Um, what do we... 500 okay i was gonna say maybe if we get to a thousand we we take a two shots but that might be a little aggressive i don't know if we're gonna get to a thousand but we'd love to have you yes thank you guys for being here no we can do that let's hit a thousand guys let's hit a g let's Let's see what's up out there yeah we like big numbers maybe if we get to a thousand one of us will take a article of clothing off oh well you would be that guy (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking of malik Uh, but all right but thanks for (laughs) who knows shout out to miami day 305 more of the story never settle um never settle let's talk about all right so we just talked like in my opinion that that was a little bit more navigated towards women Mm -hmm. so here's actually a video i want to talk about and this guy talks about the fact shout out to aaron claren for doing this video um just subscribe to his channel shout out to you i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a a plug for your channel aaron clary and uh this is something that's near and dear to my heart we talk about is a 40-year-old man flawed. A 40-year-old single man, no kids flawed. Mm. Let's play this video and then we'll discuss it on the other end. In really supreme position. Let me explain to you <clears throat> the men I know in their 40s. They're very well off. They have no debt. They have no illegitimate children. And they have no divorce and no ex-wives. Now, of course, that's the criticism. You see, they're, they're, they're perfect. They're not flawed. They didn't fuck up. They didn't marry somebody that they weren't supposed to get married to and ended up getting divorced. We call that fucking up. And they also weren't doubly stupid to have kids either in that marriage that was doomed to fail or outside of a marriage, in which case, you're fucked up. So since there's so many fuck-ups in the world that cannot actually have good-looking, decent, respectable guys who are in the 40s who never got married... They got to say, oh, he turned me down or he, he's not married to girls. He, he's did it because there's something wrong with him. <clears throat> when as far as I can tell. Uh, mm. Keep playing just one second. As far as I can tell. All the people I knew who are in their 40s, uh, men who are not married, they're actually real, they're prizes. They're prizes. They're making money. They got no debts. They got houses. They got careers. They're good looking. They're in shape. And another thing a lot of my. Boom. <laughs> okay, cool. Wow. 
Okay, this let's 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 get back to the chat here. So let's talk about this right now. Are unmarried men in their 40s, early 40s specifically we're talking about right here, mm-hmm. are they actually prizes or are they damaged goods, right? Well, what Aaron Clary basically talks about right here is basically saying that they're a prize. They've got no kids. They've never been married. They have no issues. They have no debt. They've made money. They're out there. They're in shape. They're taking care of themselves. They're 40. Okay, I'll tell you one story. <laughs> I'm I last year it was during uh, Easter. My buddy puts together a basketball game. This is in Miami Beach and he invited all the guys to show up to play basketball. There's like dozens of guys that he invited. 10 dudes showed up. And these are guys some of them I know really well, some of them I know kind of, some I'm meeting for the first time. And what I realized is um they were all single. Okay? And I go, "Oh, okay, I know him. I know him. Hey, what's your deal? All right, cool. You're married. No, 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 no." Now, naturally you might think, "All right, if they're showing up on Easter, it's cuz they don't have kids and a family to deal with to go Freaking uh, egg hunting. Mm-hmm. Got it. And what I realized is each one of these guys was successful, was good looking, was in shape, had girls, was out, had social status. There were so many different things, so many different qualities that these guys possessed where I was like, dude, you guys are all straight up pimps. And it was very interesting to me. And then I juxtaposed that with I went and I had dinner with all my buddies who were married that are my age. Guys I've known forever. And they have kids, they're married, all that. Uh, A lot of them are out of shape. A lot of them are kind of losing their hair. A lot of them basically are like struggling with like, ah, the business, the bills, the this, the that. There's a lot of complaining. You know, every time I'm like, oh, but you're happy you have kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love my kids. I love my kids. But damn, I just would love to hang out with you. Like, I always circle back to the kids thing. Oh, of course I love my kids. But like, you have no idea how rough it is out there. So what I'm what I'm saying with this is that if you chase excellence, not settle, not marry the first woman you kiss, take your time, work on yourself and chase excellence, not women. And you take care of yourself. The key is you have to take care of yourself. You have to take care of yourself, your wealth and your purpose and your meaning in life. And you focus on that. You're going to get 40 and the world is going to be your oyster. The law of supply and demand stipulates that. You're going to be in high demand because there's limited supply of successful men in their late 30s, early 40s. Okay, I'm not saying you have to be 40. You could be 36, be 42, whatever. I mean, I see bachelors out there in Miami in their 50s and their 60s. -hmm. I don't want that for me. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be out there 10 years later still out in the club. But these these men who have so much going on, status, looks, money, they're in shape, women, and they're 40, they also have a different life perspective. So no, I do not think that these types of men are flawed, but I'm also biased, Nat. <laughs> Go ahead, Nat. Tell me why I'm wrong. I don't know. Tell me why I'm not I, a prize. I Well, it's not that you're not <laughs> a prize. Um, I just believe that, you know, when you have men like that, like, yes, they're in a very good place in a personal, selfish way. But you have to, I think, also understand like those men have also created habits and ways of living. Mm-hmm. And that can sometimes hinder the women that they are looking for, you know. And I think sometimes when you're so focused on like career and you do all those things and you avoid having kids, you know, you miss out in certain things. Like kids, not, I know sometimes we think of kids like, oh, they're expensive, they're annoying. But kids teach you lessons that the world doesn't. 
And I think that if you're able to have kids, even if it is younger at a younger age, and even if you're not with the parent, you know, the other significant other, I think there is value to that. And I will say, like, as a woman, you know, if I meet a guy who's 40, you know, and he's never been like engaged, married or had any kids to me, like I'm a little weary because I'm Mm -hmm. like, wow, no girl out here wanted to stay with you, like put up with you, have your kids. Like why? Mm. I think like what is wrong in your area? Like, are you not patient? Are you not understanding? Are you not um, have experience in dating? Do you not know how to please a woman? I'm not saying like sexually. I'm just saying like emotionally. Mm -hmm. And I think the older you get, the more impatient you get. So like for me, when I see older men, and like they're like, oh yes, I was married. I'm like, okay, well at least somebody married you, you know. <laughs> like, somebody was least, willing to deal with you. At least a ass. woman found something in you that she wanted to, you know, see a future with, mm-hmm. or even kids. I'm like, okay, well at least they have a kid. You know, there was someone out there who wanted to procreate with you. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that if you're 40 and you're single and you're successful, like you're the best thing out there. I don't because I look at people who are successful who are not. Like I look at like PBD. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's successful, but he's married. He has beautiful family. You know, he has a lot of good values. And like to me, I'm like, that's somebody that I feel like is more well-rounded. They've had more life experience. They've had more hurdles. They're able to conquer battles that the other person can't. Mm-hmm. So to me, I look at that person as more of like a triple threat of like, oh, this person really can handle situations rather than somebody who's never been married, no kids. You know, they only can handle themselves. And that's good because like you can handle yourself, but like, can you handle another person can you handle kids can you handle their realities can you handle their problems and so for me i don't think that people who are 40 and successful are the prize in the world i think there's value in other areas that men can gain through those life experiences you know divorce is horrible you know kids can be expensive but i think you can gain more than you lose if you put yourself in a in a right situation for that i think you're absolutely right um, I, I I think that. But you're still a prize. Thank you, baby. But uh, here's what I will say: <laughs> Men can afford to be selfish. Women cannot. Okay. Okay. Men can afford to take a decade of their life from 30 to 40, and be like, "Fuck it, I'm going all in. I'm building a business. I'm making money. I'm figuring this thing out. I'm networking the hell out of this. I'm raising my status, and maybe when I'm 40, I'll take my foot off the gas." slow down a little bit with millions in the bank to add. And now I'll kind of figure out what I want in life. Mm -hmm. If a woman does that at age 30 and says, fuck it, I'm going for it. I'm building my business. I'm doing this. They're going to look back at age 40 and realize that they probably can't have kids anymore. Maybe they would want to. Maybe they've got some frozen eggs somewhere. But it's a different situation for women. I agree with you that men, maybe at that age, They're a little more set in their ways, Mm -hmm. but that's what made them the man that they are today. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yes. And, and have I been selfish? Fuck. Yeah. I've been selfish Mm -hmm. because rather than focusing on a girl or focusing on girls Mm -hmm. or focusing on whatever else extracurricular, I was like, you know what? Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to double down on this business. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to spend a hundred thousand dollars on investing in this new project and I'm going to go for it. Because I realize that this is something that I want to do. Right. Okay? And as a man, you're, 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 in my opinion, you can afford to be a little bit more selfish 
with your, um, I guess, purpose with business mm -hmm. than a woman. Because shout out to the women out there. I'm not a woman hater. I love women. Mm -hmm. Women need to have the babies. Yes. We need you lovely women out there to have the babies. Yes. So if you never plan on having a baby, you never plan on having a family, then you've cheated the system. Who gives a shit? Mm -hmm. But I plan on having a wife, kids, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But I, I'll tell you the happiest men I know. The happiest men I know are these dudes. Brother, I've partied more than anyone you know. I've banged more chicks than anyone you know. At some point, it was just enough for me. And they said, I just wanted to find a good girl, start a family. I've got it all out of my system. I've test-drived a lot of cars. <laughs> And much like our friend Rebecca gave that sigh when she got married... These dudes are like, oh, I don't have to deal with these hoes anymore. I swear to God. It's like, there's this like, I found my girl. I've got my house. I've got my money. I've got my kids. I've got my business. Life is good. Mm. And they're 43 years old. Yeah. Or they're 45 years old. Or they're 48 years old. Or they're 36 years old. Whatever they are, they've gotten it all out of their system as a guy. And they recognized, okay. I can't just, like, for instance, I know that I'm not just going to be still partying right. 10 years from now. Like, there's an exit ramp that you're going to have to get off as a man. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, all right, bro, you're now you're the 68-year-old dude in the club, bro? Come on, not a good yeah. look for you. But you party different. You'll be partying on your own yacht that you own <laughs> with your family and your Facts. business party. Like, it's a different. The, the, those, I'm talking about the happiest guys. I know, a, I know a buddy, I know plenty of buddies who are, 40, they've been married for 10 years, they love their wife, they love their kids, but if you ask them if they're happy, they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. But like, are you happy, bro? They're like, are you goodwill hunting me right now? Like, what do, what, do, mm -hmm. what do you mean? I'm like, they're like, yeah, life's good. They're not like genuinely like, bro, life is so fucking good, I've got money, I've got my wife, I've got my kids, I couldn't be happier. There's a lot of stress that comes along with that. Of course. When you grow up with your wife and you grow up making money and you're raising kids, Okay. Like that, that is a different life than making all your money, getting it all out of your system, marrying a girl because you have your option of what girls you want to marry, not just like the one girl, like from Ferris Bueller, he married the first girl he kissed. That is called having leverage and being at a place in your life where you're like, I'm going to fucking call the shots here. Mm. So like when I get married, got knock on wood, the I'm girl's going to be. Like I'm, you know what you know what I'm obsessed with these days. Yes. What am I obsessed with these days? He likes the tall. No, I'm not. What? <laughs> Shush. I'm not. What? I'm, not, I'm talking about with this concept of sorry, that sorry. I will commit oh, if you submit. submit. That too. Okay. <laughs> so the the concept of like a man will commit if a woman will submit. Like I thought the word submitting was like a very negative term. Like, a woman needs to be submissive. Like, we hear this all the time. A woman, a woman needs to be submissive. She needs to submit to her man. For me, when I hear that, I'm like, oh, that, there's no way girls like that word. Oh, my God, that's a really? horrible. And then I asked all the girls. They're like, no, I'm okay with being a submissive woman. I'm okay that. with being a sub. Yeah. Look at this. So that. as a man, you hear the word submissive. I'm like, fuck that. Well, it's because you're a guy. Exactly, yeah. dog. Exactly. You think of like, I'm not submitting. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But for a woman, there's like, like, That you don't you don't have a problem with that, do you? No, I don't. Wow. Now, now if it's somebody who I don't see a future with, I disagree with, and he's like, submit to me. Of course, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna submit to you. No, no, no. But no, if no. I feel like the man is providing 
me relief to submit like mm-hmm. yeah i'm going to submit to my yes. to my man and that's so. that's ultimately what i'm coming back to with the happiest guys are guys that have made it they have options there's five girls they're talking to but they realize that there's one girl she's like oh shit she's on my page she's gonna get on my team i don't have to compete with her mm-hmm. i'm successful on my own i want her to be the best mother best supporter be the coo of my operation i'm the ceo we're gonna do this thing together she's not trying to be a boss babe mm-hmm. and like take the shining and take the credit from me she's gonna let me do my thing she does her thing those guys are so freaking happy right okay uh, it's a different type of reality for those types of guys. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. Well, let me know your thought, guys. Who do you think are the happiest guys out there? That's what I've seen do you think from men out there. Single and 40 with no wife and kids? Or do you think having a previous marriage and kids and older is better? What would That's your question? Yeah. Answer in the chat, everyone. Okay, Nat. I like my men experience. Ah, <laughs> she likes her men experience. Experience. Um, Okay, a couple more topics here, and then we'll wrap up. I think we're flowing today, yes, by the way, guys. Thanks flowing. for being here with us. Yes. A little over 500 in the chat. Respect, respect, respect. We're watching you. Nat's watching the Super Chats. Yes. We're going to be answering your questions. Um, we've already taken a shot or two. Malik hasn't taken anything. Nat, however, is still 21, is only drinking tea. Tween. A lot of air quotes for our audio listeners. But as a man, you have to figure out what type of girl that you're going to look for. Mm-hmm. Check out this picture. So this was a picture of a... Of a girl on a flight. Mm. I saw this picture and I was like, we need to talk about this. So here this girl that she says she speaks fluent Italian. She speaks Gucci. She speaks Prada. She speaks Fendi. And she speaks Versace. Those are all the Italian words that she knows. My friend, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is a red flag waiting to happen. Okay? This to me, if I saw a girl like that, we can remove that. If I saw a girl like that, I, the first thing that I would think of is she's a gold digger, she's a consumer, she's materialistic, she is not um, she is not on my team, she wants me to buy her things. Something that I'm a big advocate of is there's, there's women out there that can turn millionaires into billionaires, and there's women out there who can make millionaires go broke, okay? So you have to be very careful the type of women that you choose. So this to me is a red flag. If a woman is just straight out there parading the fact that the only thing she speaks are luxury goods, my friend, you got a problem on your hands. <laughs> but don't you think she's helping men out by wearing something like that? Like she's letting men know like if you Yeah, she's saying buyer beware. Yeah. I think she's helping. <laughs> okay, tell me why. Um, because she's making it known what sh- her expectations are. So mm-hmm. you're not going into the relationship like, okay, I'm going to try and, you know, take this girl on a date and I'm going to, you know, make her this. Like, you know, her love language is obviously gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one way that you're able to connect with this person. Like, okay, maybe I shouldn't say this, but for the men out there who want to explore, you know, any of those things, if you show it to her you'll be able to get into what you want. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. And I also don't think like um, designer things are bad. I like designer things. I think it keeps you, you know, your standards high. You, it makes you feel valued if, if if you value those things, you know. So I don't think it's horrible. Um, but I think when you like wear it like that, it's, mm-hmm. it's it cheapens the process it cheapens what the products are when you wear it like that versus actually wearing it 
So I don't think it's here. Here's I think my, she's helping you boys okay, out. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but I think here's where I'm going with this. And you know, I said before, there's there's women out there that can turn millionaires into billionaires, and there's women out there that can make millionaires go broke. Ultimately, what I'm talking about in this, and it's the same in finance as it is in relationships. There's assets, and then there's liabilities. Mm-hmm. I think what we can all agree is that in the financial world, you want to accumulate as many assets as possible and limit your liabilities. It's the same thing in relationships. You want your girl, as a man, as a man who's doing some shit, you want your girl to be an asset. Mm -hmm. You do not want her to be a liability, Mm -hmm. whether that's spending your money, whether that's embarrassing your public, whether that's disrespecting you. There's a whole host of issues that you've seen girls do that are a liability for their man. Mm-hmm. And then when you recognize a girl that supports her man, is there for her, is like has his back, you recognize, oh, that girl is an asset mm-hmm. with A-S-S-E-T. <laughs> That's how you spell asset, Natalia. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying right here. I don't oh, know I what that you. pause was all about. I was just making sure you spelled <laughs> it right. <laughs> a, okay. But I th- look, there, 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 this whole concept that I'm doing here on valuetainment, on valuetainment money, is this is where finance meets romance. Mm-hmm. And that, that tip of the spear right there where those two things intersect mm-hmm. are like the essence of life. Because mm-hmm. life isn't just about making money right. and that's it, paying the bills, that's it. I just work, I pay the bills and I die. It's not about that. I've accumulated this, I'm a millionaire. But it's not just about partying and banging chicks and going out and meeting guys and meeting girls and just having like sex and just interaction and hookup culture. It's where those two things intersect is what the essence of life is. Mm -hmm. It's where your money and your career and your status and your network and everything you're working on intersects with your dating, with your relationships, with your spouse. And where those things intersect Mm -hmm. are so important. That is the essence of life. Because when that happens... Then you're starting a family. Mm -hmm. Then you're having kids together. Then you're talking about legacy. You're talking about generations. It's not, money doesn't just live in a vacuum and either do relationships. It's very intertwined. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm such, such a proponent of what we do here. And thank you guys for subscribing while I'm going on a rant over here. Yes. Appreciate that. Yes, yes. I I think so too. But I mean, like to me, if, if a man is buying a woman luxury items, I think the woman knows she has to give something in exchange versus mm-hmm. you're with someone, you're married to them and or not even married. You've been dating them and they I don't want to say reward you with luxury items, but there's a difference when you receive those gifts. Like if you go into a relationship like, oh, you need to buy me a purse. You need to buy me this. You need this. Like mm-hmm. that's. Like to me, you're cheapening those products. To me, those products hold no value. Well, I think when you earn those mm-hmm. things, like when a man buys you a gift because he feels like you deserve it, yeah, I think there's so much value in that. I think there's there's. A I've lot had of many value. arguments uh, with girls. <laughs> Let me say it again. I've had many arguments with girls, with one girl in particular that I was uh-huh. with a long time, uh-huh. about buying her a purse, or buying her a car, or buying her jewelry, and I've done all three of them. Okay, really, and uh, yes. And I mean, with you're with a girl a long time and you start to uh, have success and wealth and you start to make money, these things tend to happen. And I'll never forget, I got in this one argument about not one purse, but now a second purse. Mm. And some of these purses, as you know, can cost two, three thousand dollars. They call ten thousand. Okay, yeah, we're not going there. And I said, sure, I'll buy you a second purse, but you have to split it with me. No, why would I need to split the purse with you? I said, okay. And we ended up having this issue about the purse. And then 
Chris Brown and Lil Wayne came out with a song called These Hoes Ain't Loyal. <laughs> and there was a song that was like, why give a girl a heart when she'd rather have a purse? And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Lil Wayne and Chris Brown. And you have to recognize, is this girl really, really love you because she's there for you and she's on your team and she's an asset? Or does she like kind of really like you, mm. but really enjoy the lifestyle more than the dude? Mm. Right? Because I feel like a problem out there, and this is to a larger degree, a lot of women, they want that perfect wedding, but they don't want that perfect marriage. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. They're figuring out like the wedding day and it's going to be so good. And I'm going to do my hair. I'm going to be the dress. I'm going to mm -hmm. invite this person. But they're not factoring like, by the way, after the wedding, Saturday and Sunday, you do your brunch and then it's Monday. Now it's just you and your dude. Yeah. And the guests are gone. The guest list is done. The gifts that's done. And it's like, now you have to work on your marriage. And that is fucking hard. Mm. Okay. So a lot of women, you know, they, 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 they're thinking about that marriage and that wedding day. Right. Um, but they're not planning for the marriage. So what's my point with like the gifting? Yes, some girls, you know, the, the five love languages that we talked about, gifting, you know, per, uh, uh, physical touch, mm -hmm. quality time. Mm -hmm. um, the, the other ones are words of affirmation mm -hmm. and then acts of service. See, mm -hmm. I've got this thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of women, I think, want to do the quality time thing, but a lot of women do want the gifting. Yeah. So there is love language and gifting. Mm -hmm. Just but a gift is be very careful with the amount of money you're spending on gifts and save that money if the girl doesn't genuinely, genuinely, genuinely deserve it. But a gift is not to me like a gift is not a gift if you have to ask for it. Like if you would have said, oh, we have to split the purse. I would have been like, I don't want the purse. I would have been like, obviously, you don't feel like I would deserve something like this. So I wouldn't sit there and no. argue with you about buying me a no. purse no, okay. you know all right like now, that would now, be now, now you're not now you're upsetting me now yeah i'm sorry i'm just kidding i'm sorry well here's what i'll say Th this whole concept of like you shouldn't have to ask you should just know what i want okay. no but it's not even well, hear that. me out hear me out this concept of like you should know i'll tell you what's worse than just assuming mm -hmm. and like getting the wrong gift you buy a girl a gift because you should just know what she wants. And why do you don't have to ask? If you don't ask, like, why would you ask? You should know what I like. And then you get her the wrong thing or, God forbid, the wrong size. World War Three breaks out because you got the wrong gift or she's a she's the she's a small, not a medium or what like issues galore with making assumptions. So on one hand, I understand you shouldn't have to ask what I want, and we shouldn't be in negotiation. But at the same time, if you show up with the wrong gift and you don't ask and you fuck up because you're trying to do the right thing, now you're having another issue. Not if you so, have the gift receipt. <laughs> <laughs> if you have the, well, you got a receipt. Well, now well, she knows how much you spent on it. Now, if you only spent 300 but she wanted you to spend 1000 now you're getting in an argument. What kind of person gifting? is that? Why would you, why would any person what be like, What kind oh, of person spent, is that? Do you, you not know where we live here in my... Yeah, but that's because this is Miami. Like, I didn't grow up like that. Like, oh, you only spent 300 Ugh, I can't be with you. Like, that is so shallow. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is just so shallow. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's why when I we circle back to this purse story, yeah. when we're negotiating a $3,000 purse, which I've already bought in a purse that was already like 1500 Now she wants the better purse. Yeah. I'm like, can I like, is there, can I just get you like a $200 purse? Like a Kate Spade? The fact that I know these fucking brands is yeah. what annoys me because I shouldn't know purse brands. But now I know what purse brands cost. It's not a bad but, thing. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's From not a, a bad thing. No dude should know a, a price is a person. <laughs> no, you should. But if you've dealt with your girl enough, yeah, you have. But no, I would never wear a Kate Spade. What would my friends say if I show up and I'm wearing a Kate Spade? What's like the at like girls judge each other's outfits. Girls judge each other's purses. What's a purse that when a girl shows up, she's wearing it, whatever the purse is, you're like, yeah, this bitch ain't got no money. What's the purse? Uh, a no brand purse. Like what? Give me, give me a brand that's like, all right, she only spent three hundred bucks on the purse. I mean, bucks. you can look at like a guest. What's the brand? You can, you can look at a guest bag. Okay. Like guest bags are like sixty dollars and up. Boom. Girl walks in with but a that's guest a, bag. That's a good bag to like knock around. If a girl shows up with a guest bag, what's the first thing you're thinking? All right, she ain't that. If a girl shows up with a Birkin bag, uh -huh. what's the first thing you're thinking about that girl? Mm, who bought her the bag? Boom. And because how, how much is that bag? It's expensive. How or much? I'm how much? thinking it's fake. Because <laughs> girls, but let's say there it's are real. fake bags out there. That's not where I'm going. How mm -hmm. much is the Birkin bag? I, I don't know. A couple thousand. I love the fact that you don't know. I'm I do sorry. know. It's like five grand. Okay. Okay. And then there's like, what are the high end brands with these purses? Um, what do you mean? Like other high end brands, purses. Oh, you have um, Louis Vuitton, Fendi, Louis Fendi, Fendi all that. Dolce Gabbana. Exactly. I love Dolce Gabbana. So yeah, if anybody wants to give me a gift, I think this Dolce is Gabbana a constant gift. argument for you, gentlemen out there. <laughs> "Quote unquote," why give your girl a heart when yeah. she'd rather have a purse? See, I know those were more than five thousand. They're like thirty thousand bags. Oh, that's enough. Five hundred and twenty thousand. Okay, maybe bags. I looked, maybe I was looking in the wrong section. Yeah, forgive I was me, guys. Say, you're I not. thought it was five thousand, ten thousand. Oh, that one's like fifteen hundred, but it's okay. probably lightly used. <laughs> it's fucking used purse. <laughs> like I wouldn't want to lightly use. I guys, would want a new bag. Be careful out used. there with these girls and these purses. Yeah. But what I will say, for the right girl who's earned your trust, is loyal, is an asset, is there for you, buy that girl whatever she wants. Spend whatever it is. If she deserves it. Yeah. If a girl don't deserve it, don't just reward her with a $5,000 purse because it'll make her happy. Correct. Because it does nothing for the guy. Make at all. Broke. Make you broke. That's make you does. broke. Yeah, oh, oh. You know that song? Yes. Okay. All right, let's play a game real quick. Ooh. Let's play a game real quick. I want everybody to watching this right now, play a game. Uh, my friend Malik is going to play a video, and I'm going to ask you a question at the end of the video. Malik, let's play this video, and let's see what happens. Ready? Go. Here's this girl. She's listening to the music. We can't play the music. There we go right there. Okay, thanks, Malik. All right, I want you to say real quick, get it off the screen. I want you to say real quick, what color were her glasses? <laughs> Don't go back. Don't go back. What, what color, color were her glasses? Were her glasses? Come on, guys. Now, some of you are going to say she was wearing glasses. <laughs> some of you are going to say, I don't give a shit what that four-eyed bitch was wearing. <laughs> okay? The point is she was wearing glasses, and the answer is light brown. Okay? Um, so my question is, let's play that video again. Nat. Yeah. When this girl is out here and she's talking about whatever, I don't even. We can't play the video because there's okay. music in the background. Does she know what she's doing when she's wearing this outfit? Play the video again, please, Malik. Does she know what she's doing in this outfit? I'm not even gonna say what the outfit is. The, what is she doing right here? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear. You. I was staring at her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> you were no, staring at her boobs. No, she knows what she's doing. She does, right? Yeah. A okay. girl knows when she's doing what she's Does doing. Does she? A thousand percent. Okay. So, and she probably took this like three or four times. 
<laughs> sure. Yeah. By the way, that girl right there, mm -hmm. as a man, if you comment on her boobs, how much is she going to get upset with you? She's going to be really upset. Okay. I'm going to tell a story. <laughs> so here's this girl. All right. Let's show an image of this girl real quick. Clearly, she uh, needs help reading, amongst other things she needs help with. <laughs> she's a bigger um, type of woman. Okay, oh. bigger, harder type of woman. Yeah. Thank you. Bigger heart. You're welcome. So I'm hanging out. I'm with some friends. And uh, one of the girls, very beautiful girl, very attractive. She's got very nice hands, if you know what I mean. Mm. And I'm sitting there, and I'm just, I'm all here. I am right here. I'm looking her straight in the eye. I'm not looking down. I'm like, don't look down. But like, I'm looking at the top of her head. I'm making it very apparent. I don't notice how massive her boobs are. I don't notice it. I didn't even notice that. And dude shows up. He's talking. And he goes, damn! Look at them titties! And I was like, what? Where? What? Oh! Oh, I didn't. Oh! Oh, oh you! And she got so upset with the guy. You piece of shit. Don't talk to me like that. Right? And I was like, yeah, buddy. You get out of here. You get the hell out of here, buddy. What the hell no. are you thinking? She's like, can you believe he commented on my boobs? I was like, I didn't even notice them. <laughs> I didn't like the fact that he noticed that is crazy to me because I've been all here in your eyes, baby. And I realized at that point, there's a game going on here, ladies and gentlemen. Women will gladly put them them things out there, mm -hmm. but it is your job as a man to pretend that they do not exist. Mm. It is a very hard job to do. <laughs> and if you're the idiot that goes, oh, damn, I'm kidding. <laughs> like, you failed the job. You are now fired. You lost your chance in line. Go back to the end of the line. But if you can be the cool dude that's like, man, to be honest, I didn't even notice how big it is. I just was looking her in the eye. I'm, I'm, not, the, I'm not about that life. I'm just, I'm just chilling. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. There's some gold at the end of the rainbow right there, okay? So what's my advice here? Some women are doing things that are so completely obvious. Mini skirts, putting the girls out there, doing things, saying things that are so obvious. But your job as a man is to be stoic, sit there, take it, and be like, Okay, I'm gonna look this girl in the eyes. I've seen big boobs before. I've so I've dealt with hot girls before. I've done all this before. Let me just be respectful. Let me just be a normal functioning human, despite the fact that this girl's massive breasts are just hanging out there. <laughs> and that is a very tough job for a man, and a lot of men fail. And a lot of men will not do this. But if you can be a man that's just like, what? I didn't even notice that her <laughs> Massive boobs around. This is crazy. Yeah, what but you jerk. need you need those guys out there. You Tell me need why. guys like that to be like, oh my god, look at her tits, because it helps the other men out there to look better. Ah. It made you look like, wow, this man's a gentleman. Like he's not looking at my. <laughs> you need book. the fools to look yes. cool. Is what yes. you're saying. You need the fools to look cool. I you like that. You need them zeros <laughs> to look like a hero. Yes. For every dude that's like. Dang! There's like you know he's helping a, his boy yeah, out. You just be a gentleman, <laughs> yeah. sir. It's like have you ever seen these skits where a guy will like purposely be a jerk in front of a girl and be like, "Yo, what's up, bitch?" and like, and then a guy's like, "Yo, bro, back off, bro." She like relax, get the fuck out of here, bro. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh my god, thank you so much. What a nice guy." He's like, "Yeah, I hate these guys. They're a piece of shit." It's like, if you need anything, just let me know. Here's my card. 
And then like the dust settles and he goes back and he goes back to the same dude that he just got in a fight with in the bar. He's like, yeah, it worked, bro. We're good. We got like, it. I, I got the number. I got, we're good. And he's like, he set me up. <laughs> Guys operate like that. Guys got to be, but you know, a woman, smooth like that. See, like a girl like that, she knew like she's dressing sexy. She's expecting those comments, but she's mm-hmm. also preparing to react the way that they react. Like, oh my God, I can't like. If I go out and I'm wearing like a lower shirt or I'm wearing like tight pants and people will comment like, oh, my God, look at, you know, damn, girl, you're beautiful. Like, I don't want to say I like I know, but I'll like be like, <laughs> you know, thank yeah. you. I appreciate it because I'm aware that what I'm wearing is going to attract eyes. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't like to be shocked. And because then if you're shocked, you're offended. So for me, I'm like, okay. you know what you're doing, girl. So women do know what they're doing. They I do. don't know. Dave they Chappelle do. has an amazing skit about this. This is a skit that he did back in the day. And he's like, you know, girls do not want to be called hoes. Okay? Oh. I get it. Nobody wants to be a hoe. And so he gives a story of like a girl wearing like the tiniest little outfit. Mm-hmm. Okay? And like titties out, ah, like the tiniest little outfit, yeah. like the hoe outfit. Mm-hmm. And they get mad when guys disrespect her because she's looking like a hoe. And she's basically like, look, look, um, just because I dress like this, that does not make me a hoe. And he's like, okay, I get it. But that shit is confusing. <laughs> and he gives the analogy that he runs up to a police officer. Mr. Officer, Mr. Officer, stop quick. There's someone being robbed out there. And he's like, whoa, just because I'm dressed like this does not make me a police officer. <laughs> and he's like, it is confusing as shit. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying right yes, now? Yes, I understand. He's like, you saying. might not be a hoe, but you're wearing a hose uniform. Yeah. That's Dave Chappelle. Yeah. I mean, okay. it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Like, you know what you're doing, girl. You Like, people like that, they are looking for that outside, uh, like, confirmation. Like, you know, mm-hmm. people do it over the phone. Like, yes. oh, I put a picture. Attention the validation over the yes. phone. Yeah, for sure. So, like, a girl, like, there'll be days where I'm feeling, like, maybe a little insecure and I'll dress extra nice. Mm-hmm. Because I know people are like, oh, you look really pretty today. And like, I mm-hmm. need that. I'm feeling like really down. I feel like, I don't know, gross. Oh. So like, I'll take extra time because I know I'll get that attention because oh. I'm feeling like maybe insecure or something. Gotcha. Now, of course, if you're like going all out per se, you know, you're going to get yeah, go those, all out. <laughs> you're going to get those crazy okay. comments. But yeah, that's that's something that I think, you know, in the in the book, the um, one of my favorite books I talk about all the time, how to win friends and influence people. They talk about. There's basic necessities of life, food, water, shelter. We all know that. Mm-hmm. But appreciation is just as important as those things. Like, yeah. you ever feel underappreciated or like, oh, they don't respect me? That is so big. And that's kind of what you're saying is mm-hmm. like, sometimes if I'm not feeling my best, I just want to feel appreciated or validated or look good. So I'll dress nice. Mm-hmm. Guys don't like, all right, today I'm going to put on a suit because I want people to compliment me. Guys operate in a little bit different manner. They just want to be like, yo, bro. You're doing good work. Mm-hmm. Yo, bro, sick job on that. That's all a guy wants. How can a right? girl do hey, that? Hey, babe, for a guy? you're really you're doing you're really doing good. I think that's very important. Like that appreciation, that validation. It's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Women, they want that validation based more on looks mm-hmm. or even personality or their outfit. Personality. And a guy wants it for the job that they're doing, or the task that they're doing, or like how well they're doing at work. I think that's way more important for a guy. Versus girl, it's a little more physical. Mm. What would you say is the best compliment a girl can give a guy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's so many different ones. The best compliment... A um, girl can give a guy. 
I think, is this a girl that's dating? A girl I think, that you're dating? Okay, I'll tell you what. A strange, give me one for a stranger and one for dating. I think the best compliment a girl could give a guy. I bet. I think the best compliment if you're in a relationship mm-hmm. and you're the man and the girl comes up to you and she goes, hey babe, I just want to take a second for a second just to tell you how grateful I am that we're together and that how much I appreciate what you do for us, not just me, but do for us. And I just want you to know that uh, it doesn't go unnoticed. I see how hard you're working and I see how hard you're doing whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I just want you to know how much I love you and respect you and appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Thanks, babe. If a girl does that, you gonna buy her that bag. dude is like, baby, whatever you want. Whatever you <laughs> want. Gonna say. Because she appreciates you. She loves you. She didn't, it, it wasn't like, she didn't do it like cunningly or connivingly. She wasn't trying to like get anything out of you. Mm-hmm. She just genuinely appreciates you. I think that is the best compliment a guy can receive from his girl. Mm. What about no? a girl you're like, like a you girl just, you just met? Yeah. Hey, you hit it great last night. Congratulations, buddy. No, All right, girl, you got it, babe. I'm like, saying like, what, prior, what like prior to any of those things. I don't know. That'd be a good compliment. Have you ever gotten like a Okay, so I'll, I'll tell you a compliment that I get often these days mm. by girls. Mm. If I do go out with girls these days, mm. you know, you know uh, is that, hey, you really listen to me. You really like, thank you for just sitting here and just like being present and like putting your phone down and just like, hearing me out thank you like i feel like a lot of guys don't listen Mm. and they're just they want to talk about themselves and they make it about themselves and i just like what i will say is that like you really actually genuinely listen i'm like what were you saying no (laughs) (laughs) i'm like no of course i'm like i'm genuinely here i'm here right Mm. now i'm present and i think that's very important today put the phone down and listen i'm gonna use that there you go. Oh, I'm trying to help your game now? <laughs> You're running man game you on really me? listen to me. Damn. So I'm hungry. I feel like you hear me. <laughs> okay. Let's go to the last story here. This is a cute little video. We'll wrap up with Super Chats after yes. this. Now, here, let's play this video. If you want to know at the core, 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 how men think, how men operate, it starts as little boys. And here's some evidence for you. Let's play this video. Dude is mesmerized. <laughs> Can't even stand still. <laughs> okay, so I say this all the time. The number one commodity in the world, it's not real estate, it's not gold, it's not stocks, it's not Bitcoin, it's not crypto, it's not any sort of oil, it's not fucking forex, none of it. It is beautiful women. Guys will do anything for a beautiful woman. Okay, if you told me this, look at this five-year-old kid here. He is mesmerized. He is seeing a woman dance for the first time. We all know as men, the first time you were like, oh, shit, what is that? <laughs> for me, it was like Ghostbusters. The girl got like naked in Ghostbusters, like five years old. I was like, I don't know what that was, but she's like the lockmaster and I'm the gatekeeper or something, whatever that was. I was like, uh-oh. But this is how much, like at the at the core, 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 core of men, here's this five-year-old kid that's just like, I don't know what that is. I am five years old. I'm not, I don't even know what sex is, but I am, my jaw is dropping right now. Malik, do you agree with me on this one? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Do there you guys we go. remember that time that you've had that like moment? You said the Ghostbusters? Yeah. You, you remember the first time you're like, like you saw a woman, you're like, oh my gosh. 
Uh, I would come down here a lot, like down in Miami during the summers. And like, I would say one of my first times just strolling down South Beach as a kid. Yeah. Mm. How old were you? Uh, like middle school, like fifth grade going to sixth grade. Okay, there you okay, are. Okay, that's a good age. Okay, so you're in sixth grade, you're 12 years old, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you're just like... Yeah, there's just lady on the corner in a bikini. <laughs> oh my goodness. Not ladies. He remembers <laughs> one lady on the corner. Go ahead, tell me that. What did yeah. she look? Uh, she, everything. <laughs> in a bikini. Long exactly. hair. It was. What we're about. trying to say is, we love you, women. You know, a lot of people. You know, they make content, and especially if they talk about the differences between men and women, which we talk about here. I talk mm-hmm. about when men got to do this and women got to do this. Just because we are different doesn't mean that, like, we don't love you. We don't appreciate you. I love women. I appreciate women. I love my mom. My grandma is my hero. I have good girlfriends. I have lifelong friends that are girls. I love when Women are amazing. Okay? I party with some women. I go out with women. I'm friends with women. doesn't mean I'm marrying these women. Mm-hmm. That's another story. But I think there's a lack of appreciation for what women bring, especially in certain aspects and i just the, just because there's certain things that you shouldn't do as a woman like whether you're like maybe people don't get like feminists and boss babes and there's things there's like neg- negativity with that mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that we don't love women here's an example of this five-year-old kid that is just like jaw down to the floor at the sight of women women are the most beautiful things on the planet and there's just some evidence from that there's no videos of a car or a jewelry or a piece of gold or a hundred dollars where a kids like <gasps> only a dancing belly dancing woman can bring that out of a five year old kid. So Fair respect enough. to you, kid. You're going places in life. I don't know. Do you agree with me? Do you not agree with me? I think I'm right on this one. Yes. All right. We are wrapping this thing up. You know, we usually do a happy ending where people take their um, uh, give their final two cents. But we appreciate you guys for being with us. Nat, why don't you read some of the super chats, some of the comments. Let's answer those and let's wrap this up in the next five minutes. Awesome. So let's start with another one from DL Saint. I really want to know podcast. He's got another one. He said women who marry a man that they love, respect, basically the best man they can get doesn't even see other men. They're happy and they'll never leave women that settle, never loved or respected said man. Then we have uh, Doc Hancock. Uh, Happiest guys are 35 uh, plus, making over 300K with a main and kids with side chick. (laughs) Sounds like a lot going on. Uh, Then we have uh, Josue Gonzalez. Women have to submit their masculine energy just because they are capable. Doesn't mean they should tap into their masculine energy. Then we have David uh, Drysdale. Um, I'm 22 years old and I've never been in a relationship. I've been in two situationships. Is that a red flag in 2020? I'm going to grad school in the spring. Shout out to Nat, Sauce, and PBD. I'm not a V. Respect. So what's the question? Um, Is it a red flag that he's never been in a relationship and been in two situationships? What's a situationship? Like they're basically like dating, but they're not officially dating. All good, bro. You're 22. Yeah, you're, I think you're, all you're good. okay. You're all good. Like, I will If you say, were 42 or 32, I'd be like, what? But 22, keep at it, homie. I will say, don't go. My advice to you is don't go into the relationship very naive. Go, especially if the girl has been in relationships, go into that relationships knowing that she has had experience mm-hmm. um, dating and you have not. 
Um, so don't go into it so naive, like, oh, this is the girl, like, she really likes me because you can probably hurt yourself in the end. So that's See, that. that's that feminine advice that we need from Nat. Yes, you're welcome. Um, all right, cool. I think today's been an awesome episode. Yeah. I think we had a lot of fun. I think we were dropping some gems out there. I hope you guys took something from this episode. If you would, if you do me one favor, one favor, if you're watching, you're looking, I'm looking right at you, mm -hmm. just type a comment of what the, the, the number one thing you took from this episode. Okay, was it about networking at the beginning? Was it about relationships? Is it about 40-year-old men and what they're bringing? I would just love to know what your number one takeaway from this episode was. Nat, if you would just sort of man the comments yes. while we do this. I just want to know what your takeaway was because maybe there's, do you guys want me to talk about relationships more? Do you want me to talk about networking more? Do you want me to talk about business more? Do you want me to mm -hmm. talk about finance more? I think we're going to do more episodes like this when we don't have guests in town. Yeah. Today's a Wednesday. We usually do it Thursdays and Fridays, but we want to do this show for you guys. Hope you got something from this. Uh, Malik, what was your number one takeaway today? Real quick. Uh, just going out and networking. Uh, I like what you um, uh, you and Nat were talking, telling the story about uh, how you went out during Art Basel. Didn't yep. drink. You just went out to socialize. I never thought about doing that. Like, I, I go out to like do more than just get fucked up. But like, going out to enjoy the environment, yep. just to be like, especially down here, there's tons of cool places with different themes and everything. So you get yeah. all these environments. But actually socializing, seeing yeah. these types of people, and finding that one place that mm -hmm. you want to just hang out. There you go, yes. Malik. I like you there in that corner, brother. I think um, you know people think I'm stepping out tonight. I'm stepping out. That mm -hmm. doesn't mean you need to get wasted, fucked up, party crazy. It could just be like I'm stepping out. I'm gonna see what's out there. I'm gonna have a cocktail, maybe two. I don't know. Just see what's out there. I'm networking, socializing, get some numbers. World's your oyster, ladies and gentlemen. You gotta go. Gotta go get it. <laughs> go okay. Get it. Anyway, guys, thank you for uh, for being a part of here today's Sauzcast yes. special episode on a Wednesday. Uh, if you have not registered, by the way, they're doing the business planning workshop PBD on if, Friday. If for those of us that watch the Sauzcast, uh, we're at the old set. Yes. You know, we'll bring this back every once in a while, the old school stuff, mm -hmm. because the new set is being worked on by PBD. But we roll with the punches around here, baby. We do yes. things. Uh, but thank you guys for being a part of this. If you don't mind, subscribe, like the video mm -hmm. so more people can see stuff like this. Yes. Uh, but at the end of the day, we do this for you. And we appreciate you. Keep improving. Keep improving your status. And as always, save that money. We'll see you guys next time, next week. Peace. We out.